Welcome to Sweet Play Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas. How's everybody doing today? Welcome to 2018 first episode of the STL. I'm super pumped and excited. This is the year-end episode, and I'm super pumped. However, today I don't have good old T-Mac with me. I do have some information from her, but instead I have a special friend of the podcast, the ghost co-host, Jameson Very Good Rabbit. How are you doing today, sir? <laughs> I'm doing much better now that I'm sitting here talking with you, Mike. Heck yeah, it's only been three months. We're doing good. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, I'm super pumped, man. So, uh, yeah, you and I, we were talking last night, and uh, my wife's working, and your family's out, and it's like, huh, we got a Saturday free. When the hell does that ever happen? Let's yeah. take advantage of it. So, it's good times, man. This yeah. is, yeah, this is pretty great. And and uh, without getting into too many uh, too many details, I'm kind of been uh, having a rough go of it this week, and uh, there is nothing, I, I, there's nothing I look forward to more than just kind of getting on with you, your positivity, your energy, your optimism. This is, uh, this is, I mean, as I'm talking with you, I'm like, we need to record, man. I need to get on with you. So I'm really excited we get to make this happen so soon i know and uh we're are we talking roadhouse today because you know it's only, <laughs> it's only been promised like six months ago or a year ago maybe it's yeah. two years ago i don't know it might have been it might have been <laughs> i think next month stl is like seven years old yes oh my gosh yeah that would make sense because because uh i started podcasting seven years ago oh my gosh Woo, i'm getting old son i'm getting old nope yeah, so uh, Tabitha is uh, – so I asked her, I'm like, all right, T-Mac, do you want to be on and talk some stuff or, you know, you want to hang out with your best friend? Of course, she picked her best friend, but <laughs> she gave me some information because today, I think, sir, since you don't really know what's going on, uh, we're going to do kind of a hybrid episode, sir. I'm going to take Oops. some of your uh, good time uh, – it's time for five – and uh-huh. I'm going to do, uh, instead of my top 20 songs of 2017, I'm going to do my top five. And I'm okay. going to throw those in there while we talk our top 10 movies of 2017. And I got Tabitha's list for her favorite movies of the year. And uh, I think that'll be cool because I haven't had a top 10 movie list in a very long time. Yeah. Be- because I'm, I'm usually more music guy than movie guy. But this year, in 2017, the music sucked, so I had way less music. I was only going to do 10 songs instead of 20, because when I do 20, it's like a three-hour episode. Yeah. But then I was like, well, I saw a lot of awesome movies this year, 
and I'm like, man, I should do a top 10 for once in like three years. And then you and I started talking, you know what, you're going to actually, for the first time ever on STL, you're going to give a top 10 list. So I'm super pumped and, uh, it's going to be cool because you know, you know, I'm going to have some movies that you're going to be like, really, Mike, seriously, (laughs) we're going to have two very different lists. Yes. But I think you're also going to be shocked at some of the movies I have on here, which I'm excited for. And then uh, we'll throw the music in there because it's STL. It's a music show. Come on. We got to have that in there. I'll give my top five uh, music songs of the year. That way I get it all in. And uh, it's going to be fun, man. We're going to hang out. So uh, before we roll into any list, let's play catch up. So uh, (laughs) let's go back to September. Let's go back. Okay. (laughs) So I want to talk about Black Friday, right? Or Black Thursday, right? Uh So, of course, uh, Thanksgiving Day, I'm like, all right. I think that I might go out and get some movies. And I asked Tabby, I'm like, hey, do you want to experience your first time ever doing Black Friday? She's like, yeah, I think that would be cool. So I took her to Walmart, right? She met me. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're only getting there. We're only getting movies. So I had a specific movie list that I wanted, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and uh, uh, Logan and Triple X mm-hmm. uh, 3. Those are the ones that I wanted. Everything else was like, you know, honky-dory. Now, my Walmart... About four years ago, there was a huge riot that happened where they opened the movies and everybody ran to them and they collapsed and the cops came and it was just it was just insane. So now they take the movies over by the uh, refrigerated area and they put two gates up like the alcohol gate, you know, on Sunday. And then they let six people in at a time. You get you get your movies and then you get out and then they let six more people in. So it's very controlled. It's the only section of Black Friday that's completely uh, calm, tame. It's perfect. It's been this way for about three years now. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah, it's very cool. So I got in and uh, and Tabby found the last John Wick 2. I was super excited about that. Mm-hmm. I was like, good job, girl. And uh, we got some movies. Now, here's where it gets really fun. So uh, I was like, I hadn't seen Baywatch yet, but I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to enjoy it. So let's get Baywatch. And I had all these movies. I'm like, but I only had 50 bucks. And I had like $80 worth of movies in my hand, right? I had a whole bunch of movies. <laughs> quite so, a conundrum. Right, quite a conundrum. So we, and I said, okay, let's put these two movies back. And, uh, you know, let's just go, let's just go get this stuff. So we we're going to go in line and said, you know what? Screw it. Go get Baywatch. And uh, I'll just pay the extra. I go in line and the girl's scanning. And I'll, and it turns out to be like 40 bucks less. And I'm like, okay, weird. So I go and she's like, I got to go grab another movie. I said, okay, cool. So I go by after they scan, you know, they look at your receipt. They look at your bag, make sure all is well, and then let you go. I look in the bag and I'm like, and I look at my receipt. They didn't charge me for three of the movies. Oh, no. I got them. I was like, am, okay, morally I should go back. <laughs> But you know what? Today is a non-moral day, so I'm going to keep my three movies. So Because of the way I looked at it, the three movies I got free were the movies I hadn't seen. So I figured if they sucked, it was no big deal. Well, so, there you go. So that that's why it worked out fantastic for me. So <laughs> so what about you, sir? Did you do anything fun for uh, Black Friday or, or did you stay home and stuff your face? Uh, Yeah, uh, let's see. Thursday, th- Thanksgiving itself, uh, my wife went to... I don't remember Walmart or Target or something, but it was it was for something that we actually it wasn't even like Christmas related. We needed new sheets on our bed, and she was like, "They have got like twelve hundred thread count sheets at Target for seventy percent off or something." She's like, "I'm going to get sheets for <laughs> us." It's like great. 
So she went and got these sheets. Uh, and then Black Friday itself, my my wife, my mom, my sister, I think was what it was, um, all went went all over the place, did all their shopping. And then uh, at one point I met up with them and I, w- I took the kids to Best Buy. And uh, yeah, that was interesting because I was told I couldn't buy myself any movies because right. I'd given them a list. And they had gone out, and they—I'll give them credit. The family did amazing. They bought me all the all the Blu-rays that I wanted. So then it was like me looking at older movies that were dirt cheap, like, oh, here's one. I know that this. I didn't give them this one, so I think I'm gonna buy this for myself. It's three dollars, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, and then just navigating the chaos. But yeah, I, it was pretty chill for me on on Black Friday. I did like 99% of my shopping came through Amazon this year. I said I was off on Cyber Monday. I was off of work anyways, so. I sat there and just had package after package delivered, which was really nice. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to do the online shopping, but then when I went to go do the online shopping, nothing was available. I was like, yeah. this is bogus. And then so what I do sometimes is is that I grab the original movie off of the shelf. That way I f- will get the discounted price. Guardians 2 uh they didn't have it it was all gone because by the time I, I think i was like i don't know 40th in line but by then it was all gone so then i went to the main shelf and the only one they had was like the 4k version at like mm. 50 dollars, and i was like forget that crap so i i didn't get that but that's all right it's no big deal it's on netflix now so it's okay and it is so all right sir so uh let's uh let's get rolling into our top 10 list of 2017 you may think that thing looks human, but we're created in the Lord's image. You don't think that's what the Lord looks like, do you? I'm sorry. I am so sorry. I just keep imagining you waking up in the morning, sir, looking in the mirror, and in all seriousness saying to yourself, you know what would be a really kick-ass name? Taserface! <laughs> that's how I hear you in my head! What was your second choice? Scrotum hat? Who is that? Three out of four people got an STD. I got two people's blood on me. You do the math, I got AIDS. I know I got AIDS. You killed them! Kind of your fault, bud. You don't get it. You look away when you lie. You look me in the eyes and you tell me the truth. What is the code for all clear? It's 10-4, obviously. What's we're taking a break to get food? Just say we're taking a break! Code 7. No man's land, Diana. It means no man can cross it, all right? This battalion has been here for nearly a year, and they, they barely gained an inch, all right? Because on the other side, there are a bunch of Germans pointing machine guns at every square inch of this place. This is not something you can cross. It's not possible. So what? So we do nothing? No, we, do, we are doing something. We are. We just... We can't save everyone in this war. This is not what we came here to do. No, but it's what I'm going to do. All right. So uh, I guess uh, 
How's this normally work? Is it the guest that goes first, and then uh, I... it's however you want to do it. I I love this because I don't have to wait for your episode to come out and listen to it all <laughs> to get your picks. I I get it right here. I know. Then you could give me trash about it. It's awesome. absolutely instead of instead of talking back at my phone, I can talk back to you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Some sometimes I can hear you screaming at me. That's <laughs> I I can feel it. <laughs> you said what? You said what? Uh... All right. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's start off with. Uh, okay, so obviously you see every movie there is, and yeah. and I don't. And I'm real picky with the movies that I pick. I try, especially in the theater. I, I go to see movies I know I'm gonna like, so I'm real selective. And then most of the movies I want to watch, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna like this. So as far as for me for disappointing movies, I have one movie in particular. Uh, I'll give you your most your most disappointing or, or whatever movie that you have, sure. but I only got one. Uh, and it, it makes sense, but for somebody like me, this really sucks. I have a lot of years invested uh, in this series, but it was the final uh, final movie for Resident Evil. It was Resident Evil, the final <laughs> chapter. And uh, a yeah. lot of years, man. I love the games. I love, every, I love the movies. And uh, it was the first movie Fonda and I were going to go see this year. And, uh, dude, the, the twist, like I'm all good with twists and stuff, but this twist was terrible and it just destroyed the nine years I just spent watching this series. I'm so pissed. I've only watched it once. And the only reason I bought it is cause I'm a completist and it was like $2, but I don't, man, I'm just, it was so good until the last 20 minutes. And then it just killed everything for me. I'm like, really, really? You just, oh so pissed (laughs) you know and of course it's a terrible movie but for i love the resident evil movies but it was so disappointing i was like it was not the way i wanted the series to end and then i don't know i'm just i was really pissed so it's funny that is one of the few movies that i skipped this year um (laughs) but uh on real reviews uh mike went and reviewed it and he loves this franchise it's one of his beloved franchises as well and it is the only movie i think in 2017 that he gave zero stars to no he hated it so much and he's like i love this franchise so much it just angers me what they did in this movie wow. very similar to what you said he was like it's such a disappointment and he just yeah he's like i hate this movie <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah. that's it usually i always agree with you and not him so that's kind of scary so. <laughs> yeah, right uh so yeah i really didn't have like a a top 10 worst movie year you know top 10 movie list but i definitely had disappointing that that was my number one disappointing movie of the year was that one so um so let's uh how about you sir uh we'll start off with uh, your number 10 favorite okay uh let's put it this way my before we start off my list it's 10 of my most fun best movies of the year so mm-hmm. even if the movie's trash, but I had a crap load of fun, it's sure. on, it's on my list. So this is <laughs> this isn't the the show that it's got to be Oscar worthy attending and all that other crap. This is you know what this movie I had so much fun I thought about it for days I wanted to go back I watched it again or the movie was so impactful for me it was a legitimately good movie and I constantly watched it over and over again maybe as you just had a bad day and you wanted to laugh and you threw that on so some of those movies are on my list so sure you know I just want to make that clear that this is my Mm -hmm. my top 10 best slash favorite movies of the year because some movies like in prior past I felt guilty for putting it you know, on my list. 
And then later I was like, you know what? It's all about funness. So own it. Yeah, yeah own yeah. it. It's it's what you like. Just like Tabby, she's like, Dad, I really like forty-seven meters down, and I feel. <laughs> I was like, Tabby, it's your list. If you if, like it, you like it. If you want it at number one, put it at number one. Okay. Absolutely. If you want it at ten, put it at ten. But don't feel bad where your movie is. Okay. Because guess what? Like what you like, don't like what you like, and that's it. So it's all good yep. in the hood. Oh, I yeah, I stopped caring what anyone when I when I put my list out here in another week, I'll put my whole you know, 201 ranking. And, uh, yeah, I stopped caring what people think like, Oh, but you had this over that. Like, yeah, I did. Cause I like that more. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Make your own list. Screw you, man. Yeah. It's good. Times. Make your own list. That's great. You loved it. Anyways. Um, yeah, I thought, see, now I'm going to preface this. I thought 2017 was a great year for movies. I, I thought we had a lot of really fun movies, a lot of really good movies. I think that there's no like real standout movies like you know but i think that there was just a ton of really really good movies from all genres all over the place outside of animation i i, I didn't really like the animated movies this year but outside of that i thought it was our best year of superhero movies that we've ever had yep top to bottom you know yep even, even the bad ones were, were better than a lot of years yep um and so yeah it, it was it was tough for me this year there was a ton of movies to to narrow down from but so for me I, if, if I'm starting at number ten, uh, my number ten movie is uh, it's a superhero movie, and uh, I love it quite a bit. Uh, it is uh, it is Logan. I love Logan. Yeah, Logan is a uh, movie that I've watched uh, five or six times now, wow. um, and it, it's a character that I, I mean I've always loved. I mean I named my firstborn after this character. Um, I just I love the character of Wolverine, and I have been. I've beaten into submission with him though throughout the years. Like I just, I don't, I didn't think I could take any more Wolverine movies because there's been a lot of bad ones, man. And it just, but this movie was so different from everything else. And I just, I, I like sad, depressing movies. I've realized that like every, I looking back at movies I love every year, like it's usually the sad, depressing ones that get <laughs> ranked high for me for yeah. whatever reason. Um, and this movie was just awesome, and it was a great send off for Hugh Jackman, and I, I I just love it. I think it's a it's great storytelling. Yeah, I hope uh, I loved it as well. It's on my list. I hope he doesn't come back for the Avengers, whatever. Yeah, no, no. You know, it's really what really pisses me off is they finally get the X Men and they do it after Hugh Jackman leaves. <laughs> right, exactly. For real, I mean that was terrible timing. Uh, yeah, I'll talk about Logan later on in my list, but, uh, All right. fantastic. That's, it's a great one. Okay. So for me, number 10, uh, typically not my type of movie, but, uh, first time I heard about it, I watched it, fell in love with it and watched it multiple times. And that's Batman and Bill. It's a documentary on yeah. uh, Hulu. Uh, of course me being the Batman guy, I love Batman, but this really shows you how much of a prick uh, Bob Kane was and uh, man I am s- man Bill Finger love that guy fantastic documentary I-, I mean I don't know I'm not a documentary guy you're a documentary guy you'll know if it's actually fantastic or not but this was my second favorite documentary of the year okay it was sweet. great yeah I loved it such great uh, information mm-hmm. and uh, great just overall I just it really kept you on your on the on your toes you know it kept you interested like what's going to happen next and uh, his whole daughter and the story with her and everything <laughs> about you know don't be jerking me around cuz i've been jerked around all these years was awesome and then uh, even though batman v superman is uh 
divisive film seeing that scene of seeing his name up there after you've seen all this stuff kind of meant a whole new uh it was a whole new thing after seeing that on the big screen again so it was it was sweet i really enjoy it's my only documentary on my list i'm not a documentary guy but it's that good if it's on my list that's all i gotta say and uh it's on hulu it's fantastic and if you love batman check it out and uh, get the real history of the origin and all that good stuff. So, good yeah, time. it is. A, it, it's a tremendous documentary, and even even if you think you know things about it, there's so much in there, and the the investigative work that that was done. Uh, it was just a passion project for this guy who just was obsessed with making sure people know that there was another guy that made Batman, and it was. Yeah, yeah I love it. Great documentary. Good yeah, choice. Awesome. All right. So, what's your number nine, sir? Okay, my number nine is a movie that is one of the weirder movies of this year, and it's a movie that um, I had to travel to go and find and see in the theater, um, and I love it, and I've watched it a couple times since. Um, it's called Brigsby Bear. Brigsby Bear is a, um, a movie starring Kyle Mooney from Saturday Night Live, and he is this kid who grew up in this bunker. Um, his dad, played by Mark Hamill, had told him that the, uh, the there had been an apocalypse, a nuclear apocalypse, and that they had to stay in this shelter and that he couldn't go outside because the air was poisoned. And so he all he had for entertainment was this uh, this this kids show called Brigsby Bear. And it was kind of like those uh, those like it, it was like a Teddy Ruxpin looking bear, uh, like big costume whatever it went through all these adventures and he like everything in his room was Brigsby bear, blah, blah, blah. Very early in the movie, he f- finds out, uh, that, uh, he was not, there is no, uh, nuclear fallout because, uh, somebody finds out that, uh, there's, there's this shelter and he is rescued and brought into the real world. Come to find out this guy, Mark Hamill was not his dad. He was a man who kidnapped him as a baby. Oh boy. And, uh, Brigsby Bear isn't a real thing, uh, but this is like his entire life is wrapped up in this series. Like, it's like me with Star Wars when I was a kid, where like everything I did was about Star Wars. He's like that about Brigsby Bear. He's very stunted in his growth because of this. He, it's a weird, it's a, it's, it's an interesting movie. Um, and he kind of becomes obsessed with recreating this series that he grew up that doesn't really exist and enlists all of his new friends and this new family that has been looking for him forever. Um, it's a weird, weird movie, but it's really funny and it's actually really sweet. And, uh, I, I can't quite put my finger on it, what it is. I think it's an acquired taste. Like I've mentioned it to other people and they've watched it and been like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but for whatever reason, it works for me. That's so, awesome. It's it's a movie that if I recommend it, there's a 50-50 chance you'll hate it, but uh, I love it. So, Brigsby Bear is my number nine movie. Hells yeah, good time. Speaking of kidnapping, uh, let's talk about my Christmas Day. So, Christmas Day, I watched <laughs> nothing but horror movies. Uh-huh. Uh, did Krampus, which is pretty crazy, but there's this movie on Netflix that we watched because Vincent D'Onofrio's in it. It's called uh, Chained, and he is this guy who uh, came out about four years ago. Didn't know that. He kidnaps these girls and then he takes them home and he rapes them and kills them and all this and stuff. But he has Merry Christmas. Yeah, right. And he has this boy that happened to be attached that he chains up and he has him do all of the uh, the slave work at the house and he's chained up 
And he's like, you get, you'll get to eat the scraps that I leave you and you'll go to the bathroom when I say, and then you'll clean up all the girls that I screw and you'll bury them and this and that. Good God. Yeah. It's a really jacked up movie. But then like it's Vincent D'Onofrio. The guy is just so fantastic, but it's like, it's a whole story of can't, will this kid turn out to be a serial killer because it's all he's grown up to see because he was kidnapped and uh he he starts studying like the human anatomy so like on his first kill he knows where to stab her so she doesn't die and she can he tells her to pretend to be dead so he can help her escape later really jacked the movie it's on netflix but (laughs) it's uh it's i was like i was i was like this is the most jacked movie i've seen in a long time and i'm like i watched this on christmas day and, and I'm like, wow, Merry Christmas. Uh, Gather around, kids. It's a new Christmas tradition. T- Tabby watched it. <laughs> and yeah, she was jacked up, too. She's like, wow. Oh I know. I, I didn't know it was going to be that jacked up. But it was it was real. It was really good, though. Edge of your seat. So it's, huh. it's psychological. It's not really a horror movie. It's very, very psychological. It's she the director doesn't want you to be sympathetic with the serial killer but wants you to understand where they're coming from so mm-hmm. check it out if you can chained all right if you uh if you're into that stuff so my number nine uh logan uh awesome i uh, i love this movie i just watched it uh, a couple nights ago and i love the blades through the head so good so savage uh whoever would have known that eric lasalle wasn't a douchebag in a movie for once <laughs> which was great um, it, you know, people call this the dark night of the Marvel movies, and I can agree with that. It's pretty sweet. Um, I, I love everything about this movie. It's fantastic. Obviously, the best X-Men movie there is. And uh, I, I love how meta it is about this. is This isn't how the crap went down in the comics in a bunch of yeah. spandex and stuff. Uh, but it's really great. I mean, yeah, you get the you get the rampage Wolverine you've always wanted to see, but you know, since The Last of Us is my second favorite video game of all time about a, a guy who has a girl he doesn't want to be around and they go through the the United States fighting people and just trying to stay alive and growing close together. It was very reminiscent of that. There's a lot of memes of The Last of Us and Logan and it really helped me love the movie. But it it was awesome seeing Logan just mad, angry, swearing all the time, killing people. That was awesome. But it really is a character movie. And that's what I really enjoy about it. And uh, I've only seen it twice, and it's not because I don't want to watch it again. It's just I haven't had much time. But seeing it the second time, I, I loved it even more. And uh, it, it's depressing because you know what's going to happen at the end. But it's the perfect, perfect way to send off the character. So I love yeah, that Yeah, and it's it's a movie about relationships. Yep. It's, it's, it's a really, really well-told story. I dig it. Sorry, I was taking a drink, folks. So. <laughs> Sorry to cut off. Yeah, this. great podcasting. All right, <laughs> keep drinking, keep drinking. <laughs> All right, so number. Uh, oh wait, before we music, get, huh? before we get into number eight, let's get into number five song of 2017. Okay, so this song is a song that I loved from the very beginning. I played it early on this year in STL, and I said I don't give a crap what the haters say about this song. And then, of course, after tragedy happened. Everybody fell in love with this song, so I just want to say that screw all those people because I love this song before they ever did. And that comes from my boys, Linkin Park, Heavy. This song is fantastic, and losing Chester this year was a big blow because you and I freaking love Linkin Park. 
one of our favorite bands of all time. And this song is so haunting, especially when you listen to the lyrics and you watch the music video. Talk about a cry for help of what was going to happen just a couple months later. And uh, But I can't get over how amazing this song is. And everybody hated this song. Linkin Park's going pop. Screw this song. Blah, 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 blah. And then he dies. This is the greatest song ever. Blah, blah. I'm like, screw you. That that was my... I had two middle fingers up on that day. I'm telling you, man. I was pissed. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I love this song. So that's my number five. So let's check it out again. Linkin Park, heavy. Here we go. I don't like my mind right now. Stacking up problems that are so unnecessary Wish that I could slow things down I wanna let go, but there's comfort in the panic And I drive myself crazy Thinking everything's about me Yeah, I drive myself crazy Cause I can't escape the gravity I'm holding on Why is everything so heavy? More than I can carry I keep dragging around What's bringing me down If I just let go I'd be set free Holding on Why is everything so heavy? You say that I'm paranoid But I'm pretty sure The part is out to get me It's not like I made the choice So let my mind stick up for messy no, I'm not the center of the universe But you keep spinning around me just the same I know I'm not the center of the universe But you keep spinning around me just the same All right, so that was the number five song of 2017, Linkin Park Heavy, and uh, the last album from Chester. And uh, it still, it still hurts, doesn't it, man? It does. It's still, I still see things with him. Like, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. He's gone. But... It's, it's pretty crazy. The day that he died, that that music video was released. Not heavy, but the one right after their newest single, 
the music mm-hmm. video was released the day of and it's like i don't know if it was purposely planned like that or what but that was i can't watch that music video anymore after that happened so yeah yep. all right so let's get into number eight of 2017 oh boy all right number eight is a uh, a film that i have had some lengthy arguments with people about i uh Ooh, this, awesome this movie and uh, The Last Jedi have kind of spawned some of the more lengthy, heated arguments that I've had this year. Um, and this one is uh, <laughs> it is the new film from Denis Villeneuve. It is Blade Runner 2049. Ooh. So the first Blade Runner movie is like in my top seven favorite movies ever. Um, and I was really excited for this movie and um, went into it. And I think that it was like a perfect perfect sequel for the original all these years later i thought it was awesome i thought ryan gosling was great i thought the mood was perfect harrison ford was great i thought i just loved so much about this movie even dave bautista in a small role one of the best scenes in this movie and it just dealing with human nature and dealing with what is humanity and what is loneliness and all of these different things these topics i thought it was tremendous i thought the music was perfect for this movie and it just it felt like it fit perfectly into the mood of the, the original Blade Runner movie. Now, a lot of people complain that it's boring or it's too long. It's two hours and 44 minutes. It's a longer movie. Um, and the people I went and saw it with on opening night were like, oh, it's boring. I was like, that was incredible. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was a, a lengthy discussion outside the theater about this. Um, and I don't know. I, I, it's tough because a lot of people um, – may not have seen the original Blade Runner and there's so many different versions of it that it's kind of hard to track which one's the, the right one or the good one to see. And I'll admit that it's hard. Like if you've never seen it before and you put it on now for the first time, it's kind of hard to enjoy it the way if you saw it, you know, back then. Um, but this movie I think is really tremendous. And I think Ryan Gosling is in this movie just continues to prove that he can kind of do any role that's given to him. Yeah. Um, and I thought that, that he really played this this perfectly. And I loved it when Harrison Ford shows up in the movie, like an hour and 20 in or whatever. He finally shows up. Um, but that the movie isn't centered around Harrison Ford, that it's centered around uh, other things in this world. So I think it's just a, the most gorgeous movie of the year. And uh, I think that if if you like uh, good sci-fi, this is, this is hard to beat. So Sweet. Blade Runner's number eight for me. I enjoyed your argument with Jason on flicks. It was <laughs> it was very fun to listen to, even though I hadn't watched it. I was like, this is pretty interesting. So yeah, Batista, man, I'm telling you, he was the whole reason why I never wanted to watch Guardians because I hated him so much. Right. And now I love the guy, man. He's awesome. He's fun. He's so good. Uh, so number eight, this one is uh is a struggle for me because the first time I saw it. I liked it. I didn't love it, but multiple rewatch have helped me, especially because of my kids. My kids have helped me like this movie more. Mm-hmm. And that's guardians of the galaxy two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it, but I was like easily part one is way better than this movie. Yep. So then it came on Netflix or not Netflix. Uh, I got the movie and showed my kids and tabby laughed so much in this movie and i was just like but that wasn't even funny but it was like just watching her laugh and enjoy herself i was like okay i guess i was being 
I guess my expectations were expecting one thing, but then going in and just watching it for what it is made things, you know, I could enjoy it better. And Mm -hmm. especially the thing is that uh, the scene that always gets us that we constantly rewind over and over is uh, is um, Rocket talking with Gantu. He's like. Oh, your smile made me warm until I saw your smile with your <laughs> disgusting ass teeth. And I was like, oh, my God, we just bust up laughing. So we always watch the baby Groot scene in the beginning. And then we fast mm-hmm. forward and we go to the forest scene. And then we watch when the Groot's stealing all this stuff. And it and there's a lot of scenes we like to fast forward. And then we're like, OK, let's watch from the beginning to end. So with multiple viewings, I'm enjoying it more and more. I still think the first one is better. But I think it was because it was so weird because... Um, Star Lord is like missing for like half the movie, but yeah. but then it turns to be pretty cool, you know. And, and I, when I'm lowering my expectations and not what I wanted, but what I'm when I'm watching for what it is, I enjoy it way better than the first time I went into. It. And I think that's with any movie really is yeah. you got to go in and not you know like Justice League. I had to go in what watching it for what it is not what it could be or what was cut from the trailers or all that other crap you know watch for what it is and then i can enjoy it more so guardians uh two i'm enjoying more as i'm watching it and uh my kids helped in that situation but i'm really looking forward to seeing them in infinity war uh the only thing i know is they won't die i think everybody (laughs) else will die uh but i hope marvel has the balls to kill off a lot of avengers and uh but at least i know guardians is gonna go on because they've already said that you know they're gonna kind of lead the way for phase three which is cool with me because i love those guys so yeah i you know it's funny i have kind of had the same experience with guardians the first time i saw it and when i remember when i reviewed it i was like lukewarm on it um you know i was like the first one was great this one was good but i had some kind of standout issues for me and i thought that it was almost too jokey yeah I remember thinking like, eh, it's just throwing so many jokes, but like the where's the plot in this movie and blah blah. And I remember like uh, even a, a month or so ago, um, kind of looking at the superhero movies of the year and being like, yeah, that's kind of lower middle of the pack for me with all the movies that have come out. And like, and then I I've been rewatching on Netflix and I've actually rewatched it a couple of times on Netflix. Yeah. And I find myself enjoying it. Like I still have issues with a couple of things in the movie. Like, yeah, there's there's scenes that i could very well skip over because uh, they just don't serve a purpose to me but but i enjoy it more than i thought i still think Gar- the first guardians is by far better but yeah this one's it's growing on me yeah just like you said it, it, it's growing on me now i'm enjoying it more and more and i'll tell you if i want anybody to take over for the knight rider movie is james gunn i'm down for that because that's who david hasselhoff has gone to because mm-hmm. james gunn loves knight rider and I think he would do the perfect balance of comedy and making it serious and not turn into like a 21 Jump Street style movie. So I am so down for him to take over and do a Knight Rider movie. He'd be the only one I'd be supportive of. So I hope it happens because Hasselhoff's talked about that. And uh, I think he would pull it off. Plus, I know he'd use the original kit, too. So Yeah, right. I'd be pumped up there. So good times. Woohoo! Absolutely. All right. Uh, we doing number seven? Yeah, number seven, and then we'll get right. into number four for the music. So. All right. So my number seven is kind of a smaller movie. It's a, it's a film that I think at the midway point of the year was my number one movie of the year, if I remember right. Uh, I saw it like in March. Yeah, I saw it in March at our film festival. Met the director, met one of the stars, was totally in love with this movie. And then just better movies came out. But it's still a great movie. It's called The Hero. 
the hero. It stars Sam Elliott. It stars Nick Offerman, who we get to meet. And uh, it's it's a movie that the director said he wrote it because he'd done a movie with Sam Elliott two years ago. And he just he's always Sam Elliott has always been his favorite actor. And he's like, I wrote this movie as a love letter to Sam Elliott. And if he wasn't going to star in it, I wasn't going to make the movie. I was just going to bury the script. Sam Elliott thankfully did it. And it's basically, it kind of echoes his life. He plays a guy who's this aging actor who had some great hits back in the 70s and since has kind of just been known as those those characters from the 70s. Kind of living his life just kind of as a has-been. Wishes he could dreams about being a star again meanwhile he's estranged from his daughter played by your favorite actress Kristen Ritter um, <laughs> and, and he discovers he has pancreatic cancer um, and so he's just kind of realizing that he screwed up a lot in his life his daughter doesn't want to talk to him he's lost his wife he really doesn't have anybody his career is in shambles and he's dying now and it's kind of a sad opening his neighbor is played by Nick Offerman who's like this stoner philosopher who kind of gives these great, these amazing moments of philosophy to him to try and get him through. And one night he meets this young girl played by Laura Prepon who kind of, uh, has a crush on him. And there's this weird, like I'm 70, she's 35 romance that kind of starts to build a little bit. And, uh, it's just, it's a great movie. It just showcases like what a dang good actor Sam Elliott is Wow, like just incredible. And, and it's funny because he does like the movie opens and closes with him in a booth doing a voiceover, just like, you know, he's the voice for meat. It's what's for dinner right. in real life. Only this one, it's this barbecue sauce. It's him just doing it over and over. And they're like, try it again, try it again. He's like, you know, Lone Star barbecue sauce. And, you're just, and it, so it just accentuates like, man, that guy's voice is incredible. He's just, he's so cool. Um, and so I just, I dug this movie quite a bit. I've seen it a couple of times now. And, and it's just, it's, it's, just a well-made movie is all it is. Like, it's just such a well-made movie and I dig it. So is the it, hero. Isn't Nick from, you know, like the Adam Sandler movies and stuff? No, Nick Offerman is Ron Swanson on Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. My yeah. Bad. I was yeah. Think, there's Not a, Nick Swartzen. Oh, okay. There's a raft in there. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. So before we get into my number seven, let's get into the number four song of 2017. So this one uh, is a song that, uh, let me see. Let me check my order here. Uh, okay. So this was my, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I, I wrote my list in the wrong, wrong spot here. Okay, cool. <laughs> this one is a song that kind of came out towards the later end of the year and is just super addicting. There's something about this girl. I don't know what it is. I always thought she was kind of annoying on Disney Channel. And then all of her music is just fantastic. Uh, I fall in love with her. Selena Gomez with Wolves. Mm. And, uh, Marsh- and with Marshmallow. And this song is fantastic. I don't know what it is, but this chorus, you know, she just always has, like for you, you love that bass groove that she does yeah. uh, on that one song. So this one just... The way that she just sings uh, the chorus is just, man, it's haunting. It's good stuff. And there's a lot of pop songs on the radio that are just so annoying. And this is one of the few ones that I could constantly listen to over and over and over. The more I listened to it, the more I fell in love with it. And uh, it's Wolves by Selena Gomez and Marshmello for uh, number four. So check it out. Here we go. There's a heavy blue 
Okay, so that was Wolves by Selena Gomez. Hopefully you guys dug it. I'm sure you've heard it a billion times. So I can't believe I like Selena Gomez songs. I know, right? It's I'm crazy. kind of ashamed of myself, but it's... I love Same Old Love last year, and yeah. this is a good song too. I know, man. It's awesome. And my song, I Love You Like a Love Song, that's by Ringtone whenever Fonda calls me. So I just I got Selena Gomez all up in my phone. But she was so <laughs> annoying on Disney's channel, but I love her so music, gross. man. So good. So, all right, sir, my number seven. So this is a movie that I wanted to see in the theaters because I love the first movie so much, but didn't get a chance to see it. I had I never watched part two because I thought it was sacrilegious. And then I watched number three and I fell in love with it. And that's Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage. <laughs> I, this is, movie is Fast and Furious with people. It's awesome, man. Tony Jaa, oh my gosh, that guy can whoop your ass. He's so good. You can't understand a word he says, but nah. he's amazing. I love, love this movie. It's so much fun. And then at the end, 
spoiler alert, when he gets to Ice Cube, it kind of made me want to go back and watch part two. But what I love about this movie is it's just, it's like Fast and Furious. It's screw everything, just sit back, have fun, and just have a blast. Now, I know you have a thing with Ruby Rose, but I actually thought she was pretty pretty cool. I, yeah. I, I didn't have an issue with her. I liked her going up the tree thing. That was pretty sweet, man. Uh, her little I just rope think thing. she's such a terrible actress. <laughs> <laughs> like I've seen her in three movies this year, and she's been bad in all three of them. <sighs> I mean, I like looking at her. She's a lovely lady, but I don't think she can act. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> did, did she get better in Pitch Perfect 3? No, she was terrible in that movie. That was the worst. I Oh, that was such a disappointment. I love Pitch Perfect movies. Pitch Perfect 3 was so bad. Oh, really? Oh, man. Yeah. I was going to go watch it on Christmas Day. but Go see it. Go see it. But I didn't like it at all. Because like, it, it, it went away from what the series was. But I love Triple X, the first one, because I'm not a big James Bond kind of guy, but I love the movies where it's like a, a fish out of water guy who be like, I love If Looks Could Kill with Richard Grieco back in the 90s. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome soundtrack. Awesome movie. Great and, movie. Yeah. And Triple X reminded me very much of that movie. That's why I loved it so much. And If Looks Could Kill, I watch that movie all the time on my VHS. I don't care, man. It looks like crap, but I love that movie. It's so awesome. And Triple uh, X was like, yeah, it's like if looks could kill. So then when part two came around and there was no Vin Diesel, I was like, I ain't watching that movie. Right. Screw that. That's what the, the world did that same thing. Yeah. And I was like, nope, and, I'm out. And then part three came out. I'm like, oh, yes, I can't wait for this. And uh, and I loved every set. I was blown away how much I enjoyed it. I really was. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did, but it was a movie that I, I watched one night and I watched it the next day again before I had nice. to take it back to the video store. So I watched it twice in, in 24 hours. So that's my number uh, It's my number seven of nice. uh, 2017. So good times. All right. Should I roll into number six? Yep, number six. Okay, so number six is my documentary on my list. Ooh. It is uh, a documentary that just blew me away. And, you know, I host a show that we talk about a lot of documentaries. Um, and this is the one that like really got me and sparked an interesting discussion and forced me to watch it again. And then the, the, the big thing with this is it has had fallout outside of this documentary that has just been amazing. The documentary is called Icarus and Icarus is a filmmaker from the outset. He, he wanted to see if he could replicate what Lance Armstrong did. If he could just go on the same doping regiment as Lance Armstrong, could he become a great cyclist? I mean, the guy was a cyclist, but nothing great. If he goes on the great, on the regiment Lance Armstrong did, could he become an elite cyclist? And, and, and so in doing so, he hooked up with various kind of shady doctors who put him on this crazy doping regimen of just shooting himself all the time with things. And he started to see results. He's like, wow, I'm actually getting faster. Look at me. And then... That's an interesting part of a documentary, but that's like the first 25 minutes of it. And then it spirals out of control because then he wants to see if he can beat the tests like Lance Armstrong did for so many years. He's like, well, I want to be able to I want to be able to beat the doping system and see if I can do it. And, and so through various things, he starts talking to guys who are testers with like the Olympic testing. And they're like, yeah, I can help you. And then and at one point, the guy says, I can't like this is. This is against the morals of what I do. I can't. I'll get in trouble. I'll lose my license. But I know a guy in Russia who can help you beat the doping system. And he wants to do it legit. He doesn't want anyone to know 
So he hooks up with this Russian guy who is the head of the Russian Olympic anti anti doping committee. Uh oh. And for years, he was the guy who both created new tests to catch people doping, but then also created new doping procedures to beat those tests for his own athletes. So he wanted to make it look like he's super legit. So he created these new tests. He's like, yeah, nobody gets past me. But then he told the athletes, now, here's how we're going to get past this. And so (laughs) he's been in the middle of like this firestorm as people have been accusing the Russian athletes of all being juiced up. And the last Olympics that we had two years ago, there was a lot of this spiraling out, and some of the Russian athletes were, were banned from the Olympics at the time because of that. So this Yuri guy, is he's dealing with our, our filmmaker, and the, the, it starts to spiral out of control. Suddenly, the feds are after him, and the, 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 the KGB is following him, and the Russian mafia is after this guy. And it starts to become serious stuff where he's like in hiding. He's worried his family's going to be murdered. All this stuff is going on. And the film kind of wraps up with all of this. And then because of this documentary that came out just a couple of months ago, it was announced that the entire Russian Olympic team is banned from the Olympics this year. Oh, my God. Because of the events that happened in this documentary, they (laughs) dug further. They're like, no, no Russian athletes are allowed in the Olympics because of this. It's insane. He explains, like, how they beat the doping system at the Olympics two years ago, explains how they did it all. It's an amazing documentary. It just blew me away. <laughs> and then to have the, the far-reaching impact in real life right now that it had, it's just it's amazing to me. So Icarus, it's on Netflix, and I think it's just an incredible documentary. That's sweet. I'm going to have to check that out. Good time. Yeah. Oof. Oh, that's jacked up, dude. Holy cow. Awesome. Sorry to get long-winded, but it's a great film. Oh, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm excited. So my number six. Oh, boy, I'm going to get some crap from this one. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, so um, this particular movie is uh, how do I set this up? Um, okay, <laughs> do you know in the '80s when you had those books that had "Choose Your Own Adventure"? And Brother, I got a shelf full of them still. <laughs> weren't those the best? They choose, were. Choose your own adventure. I didn't. I didn't take my finger out of the page. I can still go back. <laughs> <laughs> I like to consider this movie. The 2017 version of Choose Your Own Adventure. What the hell are you talking about? I'm talking about my favorite franchise creating God. an alternate universe, son. Oh, God. Fate of the Furious, baby. <laughs> <laughs> because in all reality, Fast and Furious ended with number seven, man. Number, Furious 7 is my favorite. I love that movie. I kid you not. We just got done watching Furious 7 this morning. But my girls love The Fate of the Furious. And I'm like, you know what? I really like this movie for what it is, but I can also in the back of my mind be like, my series ended at 7, and this is choose your own adventure. What would happen if the series continued to go on? What would it be like? Maybe 8 exists. Maybe it doesn't exist. But I'm going to watch it for fun. But really, if when I want the series to end, I got number 7. So... I really, really enjoy Fate of the Furious because a lot of the times when I watch it, I'm like, I'm not thinking about Paul Walker and stuff. Now, you, you're like, they made a lot of stupid decisions. That they <laughs> but you know what? The Rock, he wasn't in Seven very much, and he killed it in this movie. 
I love it. It's great. And Jason, him and Jason Statham, man, are just so good. The jokes in this movie are great, especially the toothbrush up your ass joke that he just did on the spot was fantastic. But I love the twist. When I'm talking about twists with Resident Evil, that pisses me off. And then they do a twist in this movie that completely changes things. It was done way better than they did in Resident Evil. And it was shocking, but I went with it. It was great. This movie pays so much homage to everything that happened in the other movies, and I really love it. But, uh, you know, funny enough, Tabby is working in reverse. She loves 8, she loves 7, she loves 6, but she's never seen 1 through 5. So oh, wow. we're going to be doing a marathon of, I said, it's okay though, because you know what they're like now. You can see how they started off. So she was never a fan until she watched seven. She And then she's like, wow, that was really awesome. And then she watched eight and she's like, this is so awesome. So we're working in reverse. So we're going to start a Fast and Furious marathon. And then I had to explain to her about Tokyo Drift. I'm like, here's what really happened with Tokyo Drift and why this dude looks 10 years older than he really did <laughs> five seconds ago. And, and I explained the history about how it was going to go straight to DVD. But everything got turned around with because of this cameo just so it could make the Chronicles of Riddick and all this stuff. And I was like, this is the real history of it. I'm like, this is my favorite franchise. I love these guys. You know, I got two more movies to come out of this. And I like the fact that the villain got away at the end because it sets up that, hey, there's something to look forward to in nine. So I'm interested to see where it goes. I know this whole drama behind the scenes with Rock and Vin and Tyrese, I think it's a bunch of crap. I don't think it's real. I, I think, you know, it maybe it is family fights. Maybe they are, but they're all made up. It's all good. So <laughs> I love the Fan Furious. I know you hate it. That's okay. It's <laughs> yeah. my, it's my franchise. So sure, but it's not that high up on my list because it's, it's not the, it's not the awesomeness of Furious Seven. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so there you yeah, go. I'm afraid to even tell you where it's at on my list. Yeah, it's like, it's like 99, 98, something like that on your top 100. So I, I'm. You're, you're being very generous yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it's in the 100 and something range there you go yeah all right good love nope. what you love no no apologies son so i Absolutely. you know what furious 7 should have been my number one on my list like you know and i didn't do it because i was ashamed to make it my first what was one. your what was your number one last year do you remember uh I sorry to put you on the spot no i don't remember yeah, I, guess, I can't even remember last year. I guess it wasn't that memorable, I guess. <laughs> um, oh, I know what it was. What? Was it The Shallows? Uh, yeah. I yes. think so, right? Yes, it was The Shallows. It's the second okay. greatest shark movie ever. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good pick. Yep, like there that. you go. So. All right. I love Very it. Good. good times. So, perfect. Let's All right. Get to your do I do five. another one or are we yep. going to a song? What yep. do we do? Okay. Uh, we'll All do right. a song after your number five. Okay. Uh, so my number five is a movie that I was really, really looking forward to, which usually spells disaster. Oh, boy. But uh, it actually held up. And it was a movie that I uh, I traveled about an hour away to go see it on 35 millimeter and then started taking people to it because I thought it was just such an incredible film. Dunkirk. It's the newest, yeah, it's the newest film from Christopher Nolan. It's Dunkirk. Um, Dunkirk is – it's a weird film to watch. And, and it, the first time I saw it, I was really confused because he plays around with timelines like he does in most of his movies, right? Yep. He, he does that where you're not quite sure what's real, where what's happening when. Um, but once I sorted it out, I really love this movie. And and then I had to see it again. Once I sorted out like the timeline of events, like I go see it again. And then it was just a matter of just picking picking little things out in this movie that I loved even more and just – 
the thing I like the most is most of the cast is kind of unknowns. You know, you have Tom Hardy in it, but in typical Tom Hardy fashion, you can barely understand him, and he has a mask over his face <laughs> most of the movie. So, you know, that's just him with Christopher Nolan, apparently. We must take out the place. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, okay, great. Um, and, you know, you, you have some other actors, and you have a, you have a, a, a kid from a boy band in here, you know, from One Direction. and But for the most part, it's kind of just... N- nameless faceless actors for the most part a lot of guys just kind of look at the same just kind of pasty white guys um and it's just the story of these guys this desperation trying to get off this beach and it's a war movie where there's not really a war they're not fighting back they're just running trying to get away and it's just done so well the music is done so well the tension that is built so perfectly and it's just kind of christopher nolan just doing his thing i mean he kind of knows what he's doing behind the camera and uh i love it, it it's a it's a flick that is really rewatchable for me and uh yeah it's 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 a it's a it's a great war film if you're not in the mood for the saving not even saving Private ryan but like a real war movie shoot them up back and forth you don't see the enemy for the most part the enemy is just there and the enemy is the clock and uh and the the it's an inspiring story with Mark Rylance and all of these civilians who are coming to save the day. It's a war movie where where regular people are the heroes, not the soldiers. So I love Dunkirk so much. Yeah, I loved your review because my dad wanted it for Christmas. So I said, hey, you need to watch this in the regards of uh, when you see certain events, uh, watch the background because you'll see scenes that you had just seen before, but they're yep. from different points of view. So I was like, I don't know if it's spoiler or not, but I think you'll enjoy it more if you no, know. It's a good f- way to, yeah, it's a good way to know going in. Yeah, and and I explained that to him, and I think he'll, I think he'll enjoy it better because I, I told him that based on what you, because I haven't checked it out yet, just because I'm not a war guy, but it is Christopher Nolan. I love all of his movies, so I have the digital copy because I bought it for my dad for Christmas, so he just gave me the digital copy, so I, I got it. I just got to check it out. So get around to it sometime. It, it's, it's really good, and I did the same thing actually. I, I went and saw it with friends opening night, and then I. Took took my dad a couple days later and I explained it to him beforehand like okay here because it can get confusing you know like here look for this look for that and yeah he was blown away by it so sweet all right so let's get into number three song of 2017 now this is a song that uh, was actually my number one for quite a while um it was uh, i really dig this guy every song this guy makes is always is always super fun but the thing that i enjoy the most is how fast and big words that he uses in a song it's sean mendez there's nothing uh holding me back this song is not annoying at all and i've i've heard it a billion times on the radio and i just constantly have to blow up my speakers every time it plays because i love the chorus and i love the huge words that he uses it's like that song by uh what's her name the country chick uh or no this kiss that song that had all the really big words but there's mm-hmm. some there's something about this song that i really dig it goes really fast it's almost like a rap song but he's singing so i really dig it. and sean mendez this guy he's not like ed sheeran who puts you to sleep or oh my god sam smith let's not talk about that guy <laughs> you, you want you want medicine to knock you out listen to that guy for five oh seconds. that made me laugh so much when you said that <laughs> it's so true <laughs> what did i say it said sam smith equals uh, knockout medicine to put you to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so true. My God, but yeah, here you go. Here's my number three song, 2017, nothing holding me back. Shawn Mendes, check it out. I wanna follow where she goes. 
about her and she knows it I wanna let it take control Cause every time that she gets closer She pulls me in enough to keep me guessing She's never afraid Just picture everybody naked She really doesn't like to wait Not really into hesitation Pulls me in enough to keep me guessing oh, oh. And maybe I should stop and start confessing Shaking, I love it when you go crazy. You take all my inhibitions, baby. There's nothing holding me back. You take me places that tear up my reputation, manipulate my decisions, baby. There's nothing holding me back. Took it way too far. I know we'd be alright. No, we would be alright if you were by my side. And we stumbled in the dark. I know we'd be alright. I know we would be alright. Cause if we lost our minds and we took it way too far, I know we'd be Alright, so that was the number three song. There's nothing holding me back, so good times. That's right. good. He's one he's one of my uh, my twelve year olds on Landon. That's one of his favorite artists. Yeah, he's really good, man. I, I still dig that song he did. Uh it was I think my number two song last year about the guy that was abusing his girlfriend. Uh yep. and that he's just this guy's really good. He's really talented. So Absolutely. all right, so uh my number five is a song is a movie I'm gonna get a lot of crap from from you, but well, I don't ca- I don't care. Because I, this is the movie I've watched the most in 2017. Uh, it's by far not the best, but damn, it is so good. and uh, It's so funny. Uh, this is Tabby and my favorite movie to watch together this year. It is Baywatch. Uh, so, so <laughs> funny because I love The Rock. It's fantastic. And you know what? It's so good, man. It's so funny. And, oh, man, I, it's like... 
21 Jump Street, but not because, you know, there's a lot of sex jokes in 21 Jump Street. And I thought they actually had this pretty clean for the most part. There's only one scene that gets real nasty uh, with the whole dead body thing. But you know what? I love the interaction with Rock and, uh, and uh, High School Musical when he always calls them in sync <laughs> or boy band or uh, High School Musical, all that stuff. I thought they had great chemistry. Uh, I thought it paid it, it paid really good homage to the show, uh, but also doing its own fun thing. Now, I know that I think you said I was a piece of trash or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> Pretty close. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. But uh, you know what? The Rock, he made three movies this year like he does every year. And uh, I missed Jumanji, which I know is probably the best one of uh, the best one of his three movies this year. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I missed it. I, I I can't wait to watch it. But Baywatch is just it's just it makes me laugh when I'm having a bad day. I just throw that movie on and I just have a really good time. And the thing I really enjoyed the most is is I was really worried going into it because and uh, Andrea Daddario, who was his daughter in San Andreas, I'm like, please don't be his girlfriend because that's going to be really weird, <laughs> especially everything he went through in San Andreas. And then finding out that she's on his team, I was like, oh, thank God. It was a huge relief. And uh, I don't know. I really like CJ. She was no Pamela Anderson, which I really enjoyed. She wasn't stupid. She was pretty cool. And the big fat guy was funny, man. He wasn't just – he was smart. He was cool. He was fun. I don't know. I just – I'm unapologetically in love with Baywatch. So there you go. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, all right. All right. So that's my number five, son. <laughs> all right. Uh, wait, my number four. My number four is my favorite comedy of this year and maybe the last couple of years. It's a, it's a comedy that just caught me out of nowhere. In, um, and it's more than just a comedy. It, it's, it's a really tremendous movie. And it's the big sick. Um, the big, the big sick, uh, stars, uh, comedian Kamel Nanjiani, who I really like, I think he's a really funny stand-up comedian, but, um, it's, it's a story about him falling in love with this girl played by Zoe Kazan, who is just the sweetest thing ever. Um, and their relationship and the fallout of the relationship falling apart. And as the relationship falls apart, she slips into a coma. She gets really sick. She slips into a coma. Mm-hmm. And they're not sure if she's going to live or die. Her parents come into town, played by Ray Romano and Holly Hunter. And and then there's like this bonding period between Kamel and her parents. And he realizes, I love this girl. What did I do? I screwed up. Um, you also have this dynamic of him being Pakistani and his family being traditional. And they he needs to marry a Pakistani girl. It's not allowed, he's not allowed to fall in love with a girl who's, who's blonde hair, blue eyes. But he can't help it, and he's got to kind of fight against that. And through it all, Zoe Kazan is asleep for most of the movie. Ray Romano is great in this as a super awkward dad who doesn't know what to say, what to do. He's trying to be supportive of his wife and this guy and all these things. He just wants his daughter to be okay. Holly Hunter is the mom who's controlling and who's kind of crazy. And it's just this roller coaster ride of, of emotions through the movie. It's funny. It's sad. It's heartbreaking. It's, it's, it's funny again. And it's just this whole thing. And it's just, it's a tremendous movie. Like it's a movie that I showed my wife and she was in love with it. Um, nice. it's just, it's got some of the best laughs and it just reminds me of a throwback to some of the great, not even rom-coms, but just some of the great sweet movies that are funny 
and sad and make you care about the characters and they feel like they're fewer and far between yeah nowadays yeah um but the movies that we love i, I it feels like one of those it feels like a classic to me so the big sick is uh is my number four sweet i haven't heard of that i'll have to check that out you right. gotta see it you'll love it I'm, I'm sure of it awesome all right so my number four was my favorite movie of 2017 for about a good four or five months and uh i watch it all the time it's john wick 2 uh, yes man i love this love movie. it I, I, uh, you finally get to see the pencil and uh, I'll tell you, this was the only movie this year that I came out of and I wanted the sequel immediately. Yes, sir. I wanted it made so I could leave the theater and go to another theater to see what the <laughs> hell happens after this. I'm ready to pay right now for number three. Oh my God. I'm so happy the filming begins in like two months for part three. Uh, yeah. I'm so pumped up. I, John Wick, the first movie, is like A++, but John Wick 2 just is just as phenomenal as the first one. These Some... are just the best action movies we have. Oh, my God. They're so awesome. Uh, there's there's nothing bad to say about John Wick 2. Everything is phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Keanu Reeves was just born to play this. Um, that That's the easiest way to say it. Um, that car, I mean, the beginning scene alone yeah. of... of uh, it, I mean, There's a body count before the credits that is ridiculous. It's like, <laughs> it, it really looks like he got his his ass handed to him by a car. Like he gets yeah. hit by the car. I'm like, I don't know if that's CGI, man, because that looks like he really got hit. And it's just amazing. And I mean, of course, you know, they're walking down and him and Common are shooting at each other in the subway, you know, like all secretive and stuff. And uh, avoiding the people, and then oh, it's just it, the best thing. The world building was phenomenal in the first one, but they take it to a whole new level in this one. And just the the ending alone was so shocking that I was just like, I was my mouth was open, like what is going to happen when the final like five minutes happens, and you're like, oh boy, I I know what what he just did. I'm not going to spoil it because people need to see it, but he does mm-hmm. something really bad. And then you're expecting it to go one way and it goes completely different. And then it's a huge cliffhanger and you're like, oh, my God, give me part three now. So I can I think John Wick three will probably be my favorite movie of whatever year it comes out. Don't care. But I love John Wick, two. But the other movies ahead of my list, uh, it's just this was the first movie that I saw in the theater and stuck with me for about five months. And yeah. then, and it's it's just so good. So I love I, this. That, yeah, and it was nice because it came out early in the year, and you're like, oh, here we go. There's a good movie finally. And I was so pumped. And like, I came home, I immediately went to my shelf, and I'm like, I'm gonna watch the first John Wick. I have to get, <laughs> I have to get some more of this into my system quickly. Like I was a junkie. Yeah. Like I, I can't go see. A, like I watched the first one, and I actually like John Wick two more than the first one. I, I love the first yeah. one. Yeah. And the thing that I really wanted more of in the first one was I thought it was really cool how they introduced the idea of the Continental, of this hotel that hitmen go to and and hang out. And whether you have a contractor on someone, doesn't matter. You have to sit and have coffee in the same room as them. And I love that. And then John Wick 2, we, we get more of that. We see more. We get into that world a little more of this crazy hotel I love everything about that movie. It's so good. Even Ruby Rose. <laughs> you know what? Ruby Rose, she's okay in this. She's okay. Yeah. I'll give it to her. Yeah, good time. She's never going to be, I mean, as a hitman, she's never going to be intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, she's like 5'3 and 106 pounds. I'm not super worried about her, but yeah. Awesome. All right, right, what's your number three, sir? All right, my number three was, I until about four weeks ago, I was convinced this was going to be my number one. It it had been sitting at number one for a, a large chunk of the year. I was like, I don't see anything beating this. This movie is amazing. It's a it's a five star movie for me. Uh, and then uh, and then December rolled around and somehow got pushed to number three. Ooh. Um, but it's a movie that I, I think is the movie that I've watched the most this year. Uh, and that's Baby Driver. Ooh. Baby Driver I think is a perfect, just a perfect movie. It's so great. Um, and it's and the weird thing is it stars some people that I don't really care about. Ansel Elgort. As an action guy, fault in the stars. It totally works. And the thing is, is it is, it is like the the best use of everything in the movie to build a world. Edgar Wright, who just is, he's a genius at like integrating music. Like Scott Pilgrim is one of my favorite movies ever. He did that. Um, Sean versus the Dead or whatever it is. Uh, Sean of the Dead, great movie. He did that. And all of them use music really well. In this movie. Like, because baby's thing is he's a getaway driver, but he's got this weird thing from an accident as a child. So he has to have music playing at all times to block out all of this and to focus on being the great getaway driver. He is yep. for all these dirt bags. And so the music is integrated that he's listening to. I mean, the, the windshield wipers go to the beat. The gunshots and these shootouts are rhythmic to the beats of songs. The, the graffiti on the walls as he's making this amazing getaway match the lyrics of the songs like if you look every time you watch it i discover more and more it's like built into this world and then it's just great performances you know these scumbags played by john barenthal we love john ham uh you know kevin spacey who's in real life with complete scumbag jamie right? Fox, <laughs> fox is great in it and and so it's like this great heist movie and in the middle of it all it's basically like True Romance, which is one of my favorite films, where he's got this great love story with Lily James and Baby and her have this great young love in the midst of all of this insanity. And it's just so much fun and so much action. And it's got probably one of my favorite scenes of the year, like a before credits scene. We talked about John Wick 2 had a great scene before the credits. Yeah. Baby Driver has one of the best chase scenes and it's before the credits even roll. You're like, whoa, that was incredible. Oh, the movie hasn't really even started that much. Okay, <laughs> go. And you're just, you're in. And so I, I just, I love it. And uh, I hope, there's talk that the studios want Edgar Wright to make Baby Driver 2. I hope we don't get that. We don't need to just make sequels off of anything that was good. Yeah. Just make a good movie and let it be a good movie on its own, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Actually, I love it. Go see it. I actually just saw True Romance first time last hmm. week. I loved it. Fantastic. Yeah. Just like John Carpenter's The Thing, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I love True Romance is a great movie. and it, it, This one reminds me of it in parts. Awesome. All right, so before I get into my number three, let's get into number two song of 2017. Uh, this song uh, was my number one throughout the whole year until a song in December came out and knocked it out of the place. Uh, I love this guy ever since the Furious 7 soundtrack, Charlie Poof. Uh, this guy's fantastic. Oh, yeah. 
And uh, his song, How Long, is the most upbeat song that's been on the radio. But I love, love, love this song. It's fantastic. Charlie Poof is my new favorite artist. I love this guy. Everything he does is gold for me. But uh, he's had three big songs this year. But for me, How Long is the one that murders all of them. It's just so good. And it's just got that beat that you just dance in the shower and you don't even care if you (laughs) slip. So I love it. It's fantastic. So... Number two, How Long, Charlie Poof. Here we go. Yeah. I'll admit I was wrong. What else can I say, girl? Can't you play my head and not my heart? I was drunk. I was gone. I don't make it right, but I promise there were no feelings involved. So that was Charlie Poof, How Long, number two. Woof. Love that song. Don't care if I slip in the shower. Don't care if I slip in the shower. I got a jam. All right. So 
Number three, sir, this might shock you on what my number three is because I just watched this movie about a month and a half ago and I fell in love with it. And I, in the past, have never had any desire to ever see these movies, but I heard such amazing things and I love the cover. You know, you know, back in the 80s or 90s, the VHS cover is what made you watch the movie. That's mm-hmm. kind of what made me watch this one, and it's Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Love this movie, and uh, I got my girls to watch it on Christmas Day, and uh, little Kaylee. Uh, it don't matter who, if an adult gets killed, no big deal, but you mess with animals, she's crying her eyes out. Anything, oh. that, anything that has to deal with any hurt to any animal or baby, uh she just she just jumps up on the couch she starts clenching her teeth and anything <laughs> that happened to kong she was screaming no 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 so she was so into this and uh, i loved every second of this movie and i cannot wait for godzilla uh versus yeah. king kong um I, this movie is just i it, it had a lot of predator to it where the music matched the guys and the in the jungle and everything like that but the Kong, the thing I love the most, he wasn't in it for six minutes and 32 seconds. <laughs> he was in this movie the whole movie. And oh, he looks awesome. so good, too. Man, I swear, there's no such thing as CGI in this movie. There's a real-life 100-foot dude that they just got to be this freaking thing in a suit. Yeah, I mean, it just looks incredible. I mean, it, the the rendering of Kong, you just see every little hair moving in the breeze, and it just feels... Like he's there. It's just such a great looking Kong. Oh, so he's the biggest Kong we've ever had. He's monstrous. I've never, I've never been a King Kong fan. So really I've had no desire. You know, I know about him. I've seen a little bit here and there, but I just, it just wasn't my thing. But this movie, I am a, I'm a huge Kong fan and uh, I love it. And uh, it helped that, you know, Loki was, was in Mm -hmm. this movie. John Goodman lost a lot of weight but uh, he was got a great cast. Great cast. He's a douchebag. So it's okay. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. And Brie Larson's awesome. I love Brie Larson. She was really good in this movie. Yeah. I'm excited to see her uh, in the Marvel universe. So, yep. and uh, in the, the, the time period was, it, it was cool. So I, I enjoyed it. So uh, yeah. good, good times. Love it. Good so, choice. Good right, choice. What's your number two, sir? All right, my number two is a movie that came out uh, about a month ago, um, and it's a it's a weird, very kind of depressing movie. Um, it's three billboards. It's got the worst title of the year, I think. It's three billboards outside <laughs> Ebbing, Missouri. <laughs> uh, it's just a horrible mouthful of a title, but what it is is um, a lady played by Frances McDormand. Uh, her daughter was murdered, raped, and kidnapped, and she. Uh, sees no progress on finding the person or people responsible for this. And so at some point she, and she's a very no nonsense, take no BS type of lady, very tough, rugged lady. And so she gets these three billboards and she puts up this message for the town's sheriff of why aren't you doing anything? Just putting him on blast small town style. Right. Right. Just like, why aren't you doing anything? My daughter was raped and murdered. Sheriff Willoughby. Why haven't you done anything? Uh, Sheriff Willoughby is played by Woody Harrelson. He is amazing in this movie. And he's a guy who is dealing with cancer. He's trying to survive. And the thing I like is that he's not just like the dumb sheriff or the bad guy sheriff. Like he's got his own issues in life. And it's not like he's uncaring. 
and and he's an interesting guy, this sheriff who really wants to do the right thing. He's got a deputy, uh, Deputy Dixon, played by Sam Rockwell, who's just incredible in this movie as well, who's a racist um, <laughs> cop who just is a he's a drunk. He's a mess. He's terrible at his job. He just sits and reads comics, comic books at his desk when he's not beating up black people. Like, he's just a horrible, horrible person. But Sheriff Willoughby sees there's some redemption in him. And he doesn't, he knows that if he fires him, he'll just fall apart. And like, I, if it's better if I keep him close to me. And, and the movie is just like the best cast of character actors. Peter Dinklage is in this. He's a guy who's kind of in love with Francis McDormand's character. And just all these people come together and, it's there's so many great moments in this movie of just quiet moments and heartbreaking moments thinking back on what happened to the daughter and there's a great like the my favorite moment in all the 200 and some movies I saw this year was in this movie where Francis McDormand and Woody Harrelson are sitting there talking he's got her brought into the station he wants to charge her for something and they have this moment together and she realizes that he's dying of cancer almost in front of her eyes. And while she's being real smart mouth with him and just not giving him anything, suddenly there's this appreciation between the two of them that just, it, it kind of wells up my heart a little bit. Yeah. Um, where it's not just like good guy, bad guy. It's like, no, we're just people in this. And it's just, it's just an incredible movie. And, uh, awesome. I, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. It's, it's depressing subject matter, but it's a great, great film. Yeah. Depressing subject matter. If it's done well, can, you know, like, trying you know because basically the past couple months i'm trying to get tabby just to watch some more new 80s and 90s movies that she hasn't seen yet like she just watched iron eagle last week uh yep. stuff like that but uh she's in love with legend of billy jean now we watch that like every oh, yeah. every other week now but i'm trying to get her to watch like more depressing movies but mm-hmm. you know like Challenger. Pro- like project x Mm-hmm. she loves the movie but will never watch it again that's what mm. she told me because it's just too sad you know so the next one i want to get her to is the mask with eric stoltz oh just we just rewatched that recently yeah so like i'm starting to instead of doing the fun movies get her the movies that emotionally still affect me to this God, day that's that, a great movie man that's yeah. a great get her to watch that yeah man i just oh dude it's so good and uh, you know it still stands the test of time, man. Absolutely. And, yeah. So I'm 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 with you, man. I'm trying to go for the more serious stuff that's kind of heart wrenching. But if the story is good and it keeps you emotionally invested, you're gonna you're gonna go for the ride, whether mm-hmm. you like it or not. And by the end of it, if you remember the movie, you know you may not want to pop it in every day, but right. it's something that you'll always remember fondly and. That's one of the next couple steps of movies. Is the next one I want to show her is the mask. So, or, uh, or, great, or not, not not the mask, but mask. Yeah, a great Sam Elliott role too. That guy never <laughs> ages, man. He ever. Doesn't. He's like the same forever. Right. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So, my number two movie. Uh, this is the most recent movie I've seen, but instantly shot up my list because I fell in love with this movie. It is a Netflix exclusive, and no, it's not Bright with Will Smith. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a movie that is the funniest movie of the year, but it is a horror movie. It is fantastic, and it's called The Babysitter. It is so good. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen this, dude? 
I have not. Okay, so The Babysitter is fantastic because it's got the real comedy feel of, like, the big words on the screen, you know, like, jerk Mm -hmm. off or, like, how cool is that? You know, all the big fun words. And you have this amazing, hot babysitter that is the coolest person ever. She's your best friend. She sticks up for you with all the bullies, all your all the bullies are like, man, that's your babysitter. Oh, my God. You know, he's 15 years old, but everybody's like, you know what? With the hot babysitter like that, I can't believe, you know, whatever. You're cool. Uh, she just she, she gives you all the biggest things you'll need to take on uh, your biggest fears. She's super cool. She knows the food you like. She's just amazing. And then one night she brings her friends over and you watch her do a sacrifice of a person. <laughs> And then sure. and then you're like, oh, my God. And it turns into this like uh, there's this uh, little bit of a spoiler. But just to set the mood, there's this black YouTube guy that I guess is huge. Tabby knew exactly who he was, but he was real mm. funny. And he's chasing the kid and he says, this isn't a home alone, bitch. And he knocks him off the staircase and he breaks his neck. And the way he breaks his neck is the most funniest thing I've ever seen in the past couple of years. And the way he dies is even better. And the there's amazing death scenes that are they're they're not gross. They're super funny. It is just it's a super great horror movie that is also the funniest movie of the year. It's so hard. The it's perfect balance. You have the Chinese girl in pitch. Uh, pitch perfect who doesn't talk she's mm-hmm. she's one of the killers in this you have bella thorne uh who's on the okay. poster but she's not the babysitter ah. uh, it's 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 the best netflix movie i have i've ever watched that's an original bright eh, it's not too yeah. bad but the the babysitter highly recommend the poster is amazing i love the poster. <laughs> it's a really cool looking poster yeah but if even if you're not a horror fan the comedy will take will will draw you in because it is very the scary stuff doesn't happen till like a good 30 minutes in so you're instantly invested in the characters because of the comedy so when the horror element happens it's almost shocking if you didn't know it was a horror movie it would really it, it it would shock you because you really are like this is a super awesome teen movie that's what you're watching. Like, hmm. she is the coolest babysitter ever. And then all of a sudden, when there's a sacrifice that happens, you're like, what just happened? So it's amazing. It's it's I, I can't recommend it enough. It's the best Netflix original movie that came out this year. And it instantly shot to my number two. So fantastic. I'm going to watch it tonight. Uh, I hope you do, man. I think you'll really enjoy it, especially since nice. you're not a horror guy. The comedy, though, will make yep. up for it and you'll really enjoy it. So it's Excellent. awesome. So fantastic cool. so what's your number two sir uh i told you my number two. Oh yeah 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 uh so we'll get into oh let's get in before we get into number one let's get into number one song of 2017 i'm excited for this so uh so music as i said uh not too great this year uh not like where i was like man i gotta do a top 20 i was like screw that man i'm like i'm lucky if i got 10 but uh this is a song that came out in december and I have listened to the most. I think I'm at 119 listens on iTunes <laughs> right now. And uh, th- this is an unreleased song uh, that should have been on the album that came out last year. And it's a brand new single. And it's fantastic. And it has two of my favorite bands in the song, Flyleaf and Skillet. 
it, it, it is called Breaking Free. And you have good old Jen, the amazing singer, singing with Lacey from Flyleaf. Look out! Yep. And it is so rocking that they actually do a little bit of screaming in it for the first time ever, a skillet song. And it is amazing. I heard this and fell in love with it. And it just gets better and better and better. And then they did a music video for it. And it's just, it's blowing up. It's blowing up on rock radio. It's fantastic. So instantly, piece of cake. My number one song, Breaking Free with Flyleaf by Skillet, is my number one song of the year. It's fantastic. I'm assuming you haven't heard it yet, sir. Let's hear it right now. All right, let's do it.
So that was Skillet with Flyleaf, Breaking Free, my favorite song of 2017. Love it. Fantastic. Nice. Nice. Very nice. All right. So your number one movie of the year, sir. Oh, man. So my number one movie of the year. I got a little story for you about this movie. This movie I drove. I got up at 4.20 a.m. on a (laughs) Sunday morning to drive 100 miles to see this movie because that was the closest it was coming to me. And I could not wait for it to come into my area, into my county. Uh, got up at 4.20, drove to Milwaukee to go see this movie. And it is, it did not disappoint. Uh, it is The Shape of Water. Uh, the Shape of Water, the newest film from Guillermo del Toro. Wow. Um, a guy who I is hit and miss with me. Like, you, visually, he's always incredible. Like, last year, I think it was last year, he had Crimson Peak. Which was visually a really cool movie, but you know, it's this weird kind of horror movie. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like didn't it. really dig it. But there's always cool visuals, so you got that as a base. But this is, I think, his most complete movie he's ever done, and it's set in the 1960s, the early days of the Cold War, and Sally Hawkins is this mute girl who she and Octavia Spencer both work as cleaning ladies in this underground secret government facility. Um, and Michael Shannon, who's become, I think my favorite actor now, um, he is like the, uh, the head of security there. He's kind of a monster and he drags in this real life monster, like this amphibious monster that he pulled from a somewhere in South America and he, they lock it up inside this government facility and it's their intention to dissect it, basically figure out what it is. Um, Sally Hawkins' character kind of finds a kindred spirit in this monster because this animal can't talk, neither can she. They find a way to kind of communicate to each other and kind of discover this kind of almost humanity between the two of them. Um, And meanwhile, Michael Shannon is a full-on psychopath. Like, he he is one of the scariest people in this movie. (laughs) He is insane. And um, Sally Hawkins also lives in this apartment complex uh the guy across the hall from her they live above this old uh, movie theater which is really cool it just looks beautiful they go down and watch these old movies and he is kind of he is lonely he was an old advertising guy who would make these great advertising promos for products back in the 50s and such he's out of work he can't find inspiration he's really struggling and the entire movie is kind of based on Everyone in this movie is dealing with some form of loneliness. Right. Octavia Spencer's husband doesn't really talk to her. She's lonely. Sally Jenkins is eternally lonely. She can't find anyone. She can't really talk either. Richard Jenkins is lonely. This monster is lonely. Even Michael Shannon, being the psycho that he is, has his own issues with loneliness and abandonment. And it's just beautiful. And it mo- at times the movie turns into a bit of a musical, like an old Hollywood musical. Sometimes it's kind of got these silent film things because you have two characters who can't talk. And it's just these characters who all are dealing with issues. And and you deal with like the Russians trying to come in and get this get this thing because it's a you know top secret thing, whatever. Right. The whole movie is just incredible, top to bottom, beginning to end. Uh, it, it, this movie just came out, I think, three weeks ago. I've seen it three times. I love it. It's by far, like, my number two, three, and four could kind of be interchangeable. Yeah. This one's like a whole step above all those. Wow. The Shape of Water is just incredible. Wow. I am shocked Star Wars wasn't your number one. Holy Star cow. Wars is like in the 40s for me. Wow. 
Yeah. Oh, snap. I, I enjoy it, but I have some issues with that movie. I have uh, surprisingly been spoiler-free. I have, I'm going in spoiler-free even a couple weeks into it. Still, mm-hmm. I still haven't seen it yet. Uh, I'm going to, but I still know nothing. I've avoided everything, which is very weird this far in the game. Memes, the whole thing. So uh, I, I know how divisive it is, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought for sure it'd be number one. So I'm, that's cool, <laughs> man. Wow. Yeah. Good times. All right. So my number one movie of the year is, uh, this is my show, so I can cheat. I got two. They're tied. Oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, the There's uh, two rankings. Best movie and the most fun I had this year. The best movie of the year for me was Wonder Woman, and the most fun I had this year was Justice League. Mm. Um, I saw Just, Justice League is the only movie that I saw multiple times in the theater. Uh, I've done that three times in my life. First one was Titanic. Uh, I saw that like six times in the theater by myself with no girlfriend because I loved it so much. Uh, the second movie was Avengers. My wife and I saw that movie uh, both uh, in in two days. And then Justice League saw that uh, two times in the theater. I never, ever, ever go back and watch a movie the second time, but... I, uh, after the first time I saw Justice League was like, you know, I was like, okay, that was really cool. Uh, obviously it's a flawed film, but when I went back the second time and just watched it for what it was getting rid of all the stupid crap, I was pissed about not being in the trailers and everything else and not doing the extended cut. I was like, I really enjoyed that. That was so much better the second time around. That was awesome. And that whole CGI problem I had, maybe it it just looked better because the screen was darker. I don't know. But I just had a lot of fun with it. It was super fun. I took my kids. They loved it. And it was just great seeing the Superman that I've always wanted to see. You know, the Henry Cavill Superman, seeing him be the Christopher Reeve Superman was what I wanted. It was awesome. Not seeing douchebag Batman just be the Batman he wanted to be. And, and honestly, that beginning scene that was directed by Josh Whedon is probably one of the best Batman scenes I've ever seen on film. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just that that shot. It was great. Uh, you know, and, But I went in there knowing this is Ben Affleck's last movie, so I thought he went out with a bang. I thought The Flash was super funny. Uh, even though my wife hated him, it was okay. Uh, and, <laughs> and, 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 you know, Wonder Woman is uh, is my favorite movie of the year because I uh, it, it met all my expectations and exceeded it. The, the beginning of that movie, the first 30 minutes, is so beautiful. I could stare at that movie for the rest of my life and, mm-hmm. be, and have a smile on my face. But then seeing that again in Justice League is easily the best action scene of the whole movie on Themyscira where the girls are trying to keep the box away from yeah. that that scene is just like wow it's like Wonder Woman 2 without Wonder Woman 2 yet it's just so good it's like you know I, I love Wonder Woman because you know Gail Gadot who's now proven herself that went from little Giselle and Fast and Furious is now the the third highest actor of 2017 you have Vin Diesel the Rock and, uh, and Gail Gadot the three Fast and Furious people are the biggest money makers of the year which is kind of funny but she's a superstar because she really is Wonder Woman have you seen her in person the things she does for people that smile that just melts your heart every time is just unbelievable you know and i because of her i will never ever ever say that person can't do that role i'll just watch it when when a person gets cast now i'm like okay cool let's see what they do on the movie 
no more of this whole oh i wish it was gina carano because she has bigger tits than you know than her <laughs> you know none of that stuff i'm not i'm never ever doing that again because she proved she's wonder woman and uh that movie was fantastic uh, and the whole time period thing was just great because you didn't need batman v superman it was its own movie it was self-contained the beginning and the end was great uh as kind of like uh put them together from what you just saw but really it's a movie on its own and i mean there's a reason why people love that movie so absolutely I, yeah and justice league was just the most fun i had this year it's super flawed i get it but i don't care because the good outweighs all the bad that i have and i cannot wait to get it at the end of this month and watch it over and over and over again it's the most fun i had all year and the fact I saw it multiple times in a theater was just like, I couldn't get enough of it. It was just so much fun. And Aquaman is finally somebody who's not laughable. It's just great. And the humor is so funny. And I like even the jokes. People are like, Batman never would have said, oh, there's something definitely broke, you know, hurting. It was funny. All right. Batman was just, he, he wasn't a douchebag. Like he wasn't Batman v Superman. So it was nice, <laughs> man. So, so yeah, I'm going to cheat. I got two because I can't pick. I love both of them differently for different reasons, but I love them so much that I can't pick. So I have, I have to do a tie. Because I, I can't pick one over the other. So, there you go. Yeah, Wonder Wonder Woman was my number 11. I oh, love that movie. Yeah, so good. So And and Justice League was a very surprising film for you. Yep, so, yep absolutely. It, it's nice to not hear you bash finally on a movie <laughs> from, you know, which obviously is 50% Zach, 50% Josh. So, it's all good. So mm-hmm. And that was yep. ta- that's Tabby's favorite movie of the year. Her list, number 10. Uh, which we had very different opinions on. Number 10 was Cult of Chucky. She enjoyed it. I didn't. If you obviously listened to our episode, that that was a lot of fun. I think that's the most fun episode I had recording with her this year was the <laughs> was that one. Uh, the Babysitter was number nine for her. Number eight was Resident Evil because that girl just, she loves her Resident Evil. She didn't care about the bad twist like I did. <laughs> Now, number seven, 47 Meters Down, is the movie that she really struggled with how much she loved. But sure. if only we saw The Shallows, man, in the theater. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? It's her first shark movie she ever saw in the theater. So I'm Great. You know, I'm glad she loves it as much as she does. And I hope the sequel is is better. I really do. So They're going one more meter down. One more meter down. Number six uh, was Kong. Number five was Wonder Woman, which I was really surprised Mm, she she put it down that far. Yeah. Number four was Baywatch. Number three was Guardians 2. Number two was Fate of the Furious. And uh, number one was Justice League. Those were her top ten favorite movies of the year. That girl don't care, man. She's utter savage. If you don't if (laughs) if you don't like her list, she'll just tell you to, you know, screw yourself and move on. So it's awesome. (laughs) So yeah, man, that's uh that was fun, dude. That was uh, really absolutely. Fun. Yeah, I, I I don't think you were too mad at my list there, sir. So you no, I you know weren't screaming at me. So I think I did good this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was taught not to say anything if I disagree. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, sir. So uh, that's it for our list. Why don't we get in yep. in uh, to the STL Nation here? What uh, they had to say. Let it go. This pain and 
So we got an email, sir. Uh, we we actually have Facebook group uh, talk, but we actually got an email from Lisa the Legend. So right, yeah, first email of 2018. Here's what she had to say: Hello, Masoonist and STL Nation. I hope your New Year's finds y'all well. It is. It's going good. Uh, I know with all the new shows, uh, hint. Uh, changing channels, exclusive limited edition review <laughs> and movies. It, uh, it will hold some uh, some great reviews. I hope we uh, can get a sneak one or two 80s movies in in one of your votes for this year. Can't wait to catch up. Take care, Lisa the Legend. So thank you awesome. for writing in. Good time. I guarantee we will have at least one 80s movie soon. Yes, guaranteed. So <laughs> uh, now uh, our uh, our good friend on the uh, good old Facebook in the STL Nation, Donald Smith, mm-hmm. uh, he has uh, two questions uh, he has asked, and uh, it's time to time to address. So, uh, the, his first question was, "Why do you hate the Three Amigos? They had <laughs> three of the greatest comedians ever." So, uh, number one, Steve Martin is the only one who's good in that bunch. Uh, I don't like Martin Short and I don't like Chevy Chase. I've never liked any of their movies except uh, Chevy Chase is cool in National Lampoon's Vacation. That's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I actually enjoy him in that. But I just I find him like Will Ferrell, just very way overboard, really sure. hard. I, I just I don't find him funny at all. Um, Three Amigos also is just uh, you know pulling back the curtain. Long time ago, about two long time ago, two two and a half years ago, there was supposed to yeah. be this big crossover episode with Jason from Flicks and and me, and then uh, Movie Mojo Monthly with Jameson and uh, and you know Brian, and we were gonna do like a three part episode of the Three Amigos, and I'm so glad that didn't work out because I probably would have lied my head off and <sighs> saying I enjoyed the movie when I really don't. I never laughed at that movie. I don't find it funny because Steve Martin's the only one that I like. But he's not even likable in that movie. So <sighs> here's the thing with Three Amigos for me. So I remember going to see that in the theater. Me and my cousin going to see that in the theater because I was a huge Chevy Chase and Steve Martin fan, um, and I enjoyed it. I really liked it. I thought it was great, and I thought it was great for years. And in recent years, like maybe five to eight years. Uh, I have just worn tired of that movie where, you know, I've rewatched it for various things. We've done it as a throwback on real reviews or the boys want to watch it. And I just kind of like, like, it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's because I overwatched it as a kid or the jokes just don't hold up. I don't know what it is, but I, I just, I, I'll be cool if I never see that movie again, (laughs) but I did enjoy it one time. And there's another movie similar to that. For me, and that's Spies Like Us, yeah, with with Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. That's another one I remember seeing in the theaters. Loved it. I tried rewatching it a year or so ago, and it was just hard to get through. It took me two sittings because I fell asleep in the middle. I was like, I used to love these movies, man, and they just the jokes are just tired in them. Um, and I do, I I still like Chevy. Chevy was a guy from my youth. Like Fletch was one of my favorite movies growing up, and the Vacation movies and all that, but. He's an acquired taste. You either like him or hate him. And I think you're – I've never thought about it, but your comparison is spot on. He was – he is what Will Ferrell is, has kind of based his career on trying to be as well. Playing the uh, playing the dumb guy. Yeah. Who just is oblivious to what's going on and just slapsticky. That's a perfect – I've never put that together, but you you, you nailed it. <laughs> it's a 
that's exactly what Will Ferrell's career has been. 90% of is replicating the Chevy Chase. Uh, and, and it didn't work out for Chevy because he had no longevity. He spent the 90s and 2000s hurting until Community came around. And he got uh, he made his way onto a hit TV show and then uh, was such a dick that he was uh, asked to leave the show. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just his movies don't age well. That's, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So three amigos, no thank you. Um, three Fugitives with uh, Nick Nolte and Martin oh. Short is probably mm-hmm. the only Martin Short movie I really like. It's I like Inner Space. That's my oh, favorite Martin yeah, Short. I agree. That movie's still I very enjoyable. And I, I mean Dennis Quaid is is what makes that movie for me. Yeah, um, I mean Dennis Quaid, Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Yeah, I mean, that's great. You know a movie that remember how me and Tabby had that whole John Candy kick going on? And I wanted to show her everything. <laughs> yep. The Great Outdoors did not hold up for me. I oh, I, 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 I struggled getting through it. And you know what it was? It was purely Dan Aykroyd. Everything uh, with John Candy was 100% gold, but it was just the way Dan Aykroyd was on screen was just – it was really hard watching. And I, I, Yeah, I, I caught Tabby I, watching her phone a lot of the time. I watch of, that movie every summer when we go to camp because it's just it's, – I watch Meatballs and I watch Great Outdoors when we go to camp every summer. And my I have an uncle that is – the Dan Aykroyd character, and he's always at camp with us. Yeah. Paul, I love you for listening, but um, <laughs> he is that character, and so it's very much life imitating art for me. I, I enjoy the movie. Yeah, I it, I don't have anything against it. It was just it was harder to watch this time because I just sure. yeah because Dan Aykroyd. But speaking of movies that are brand new to me and very old, I finally three months later got to John Carpenter's The Thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am so glad that Tabby and Kaylee slept over that night uh, yeah. because of the dogs. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let me just say this. R- really good movie. And I haven't seen the remake, and I almost don't want to. Because, uh, no, don't, don't, don't see the remake. Because I thought the practical effects were phenomenal in that movie. And yeah. legitimate scares. Kurt Russell's almost unrecognizable. And just the whole, it was very gross, and I and I loved every second of it. And I was really like, right from the get go, them trying to shoot a dog, I was really pissed off. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Really, just angry. And I'm like, wow. So, and then seeing my boy Keith David, man, I'm yeah, like, yeah, boy, I got some. They live, and I'm like, I love how John Carpenter just used people again. And yeah. it was great. I, I love John Carpenter's The Thing. I thought it was fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. thought it was great, man. I wish I would have watched it for the Oktoberfest. Uh, but I hands uh, in regards to rating, I'd give it a solid A. That's what I'd yeah. give that movie. So That's great because I was curious when you said you were going to watch it for the first time. Because it's a movie, it's one of the, it's one of the movies that I really love. Um, and I, I know a lot of people haven't seen it or have seen the new one as opposed to the old one. But I... I I love the the original, and I think that the the new one is it, it's just kind of like a copy, and I think that you lose something in a copy. Yeah. And I think that the the the, the practical everything with the original, I I, I think it's far superior. I mean, you can enjoy the new one, and it, it is enjoyable, but I think that the the original is just great. And I I was really curious to see what you thought because it is weird when you know we've done this with movies. <laughs> classics that Masuda hasn't seen, like right. I mean, this movie is a movie that uh, doesn't hold up to fresh eyes thirty years later. You know, we do that with our kids, but uh, as a guy who's seen a bunch of movies, I'm, I'm always curious, like, what do you? What's 
Yeah. What's fresh eyes going to say about this movie? So that's it, cool that it holds up. Yeah, it did, man. I mean, it, it's awesome that it was like three years after Halloween. So uh, mm-hmm. he had he had more skills under his belt making this. And uh, it, his music is always top notch. Yeah. But and I, what I really enjoy is that Kurt Russell was the in-between guy. He wasn't a jerk off, but he wasn't the hero of the movie. He was just like... He was just there to to tell the to get the story going. But my favorite stuff was when he had the the fire to test everybody's blood. The sea, yep, and, and when yep. that thing comes to life, I jump so high off <laughs> off the couch. And Fonda, man, oh my God, she jumped must be higher. So yeah, it was afterwards we looked at each other like that was really good. I was like, yeah, we were impressed how good it was and uh i i saw the uh i watched the trailer for the remake and i was like you know what i think i i'm just gonna only have this one in my mind and then everybody was telling me yeah just don't watch the remake whatever and yeah it holds up man it was awesome so excellent yeah i loved it It was great and then true romance i had seen a little bit of that but man that's so good uh patricia arquette i i've always loved patricia arquette she's super hot and she kind of plays a dummy, but then when she's getting her ass kicked, she holds her own and just mm-hmm. beats the hell out of that guy. And I loved it. And the ending is just mind-blowing ending. I'm like, oh my gosh, this shootout is insane. Yeah. I love yeah, true romance. Oh, fantastic. I love that. Excellent. Uh, yeah, man. Good times. Um I I've been trying to um I don't know, just catch up on some old movies and uh i picked two good ones for sure so yes you did yeah uh i think that oh one of the biggest things that i can't wait to talk about in 2018 that i'm getting even more pumped up about are two things cobra kai the tv yep. the tv show and the the trailer that i've watched the most out of any other trailer in the history of trailers is rampage I love that trailer. <laughs> Me and Tabby watch that every single day, man. I love that. It's fight on my rage. Oh, so good, man. <laughs> I think that's going to be the most fun I'm going to have in the theater. It's going to be ridiculous. I mean, the guy who made San Andreas, which I love, yep. making this movie, The Rock versus a 100-foot wolf. I'm down, man. Sign me up. Tabby every nice. went to Walmart. They had the toys there. She goes, oh, yeah. Dad, I just want to see this movie now. I just want to see it now. So I can't wait. I hope for it's Rampage. fun. Yeah, man. It look it looks ridiculous. I, I love uh, in a bunch of groups I'm in, they're like, look at this trash. I can't wait to watch it. You know, that's everybody's <laughs> reaction is like, we all know it's trash, but we can't wait to watch it. So sure. it's going to be fun. Absolutely. So, yeah. Anything else from the STL Nation? Everybody's everybody's in. Oh, oh, he did have one question uh, about was it Star Wars? Uh, let me find that real quick because I said I will address all your questions. While you're looking for this, I'm gonna call out one of our members. Oh of the boy, Sean Michael Forrester. Oh boy, you're all active on the STL Nation, and we love that. You're all active <laughs> on there, posting stuff, commenting. You need to email yourself in and get your official nickname and get jumped into the gang, man. Right. Like you've been lurking around on the board, posting your stuff about the terrible movies you love. Now get jumped into the gang and write in an email and get your nickname. I know Mike has one waiting for you, <laughs> but it's not official till you send that email, sucker. So send it in to stlpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, the STL repeater. That's what it's going to be. Did, did I get the email right? Yeah, you did, man. Congratulations. <laughs> still got it. Three months later, you remembered. Woohoo. <laughs>
Oh, yeah, I that thank you for calling him out. That's uh, I swear to God, every time I post something, 15 minutes later, it's my post. I'm like, dude, <laughs> did you not pay attention to what I just posted? And I'm always like, this looks familiar. Dot dot dot. And then I I'll just hear- I just wait for you to come in and just comment. So I'll hear about this later. I know Sean. I'll hear about this. We love we love you, Sean. It's all good. So yeah, Mike loves you, Sean. All right. So he says, uh, Donald Smith says, do you think the new Star Wars movie catered to millennials and social justice warriors, or is it just a generational shift for the franchise and something we should expect for the foreseeable future? Now, obviously, I can't comment on this because I haven't yeah. seen it. However, I will I will say this. Uh, the, because of how divisive this film is, I think I should truly review all the Star Wars movies because I don't give a crap anymore. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I've been saying that for a while. You should just do it. Just do it. Uh, Get it over with. Um, I'll try and I'll try and dance around this a little bit. Spoil completely spoiler free for you. Yeah. Because the the big divisive thing about this movie is that a lot of things in this movie, plot wise and character wise, aren't what people wanted. Gotcha. And and that was my issue when I first saw it. I was kind of disappointed because in my head, there were things that I wanted to have happen and things that I wanted my characters to do. And a lot of people are still in, stuck in the, oh, my childhood, oh, my childhood phase. It's time to grow up and realize that these characters aren't going to do the things that you want them to do. If you want that to happen, go get your figures out and make them do those things. <laughs> these are these are these are real life grown-up movies. And so people that throw fits about it are kind of infuriating to me. Uh I like the fact that Ryan Johnson made this movie his own thing. He didn't follow a path that everyone wanted. If he would have gone the way that everyone wanted everyone would have complaining about it's so predictable that was one of the complaints about the force awakens was we've seen this plot before we've seen this it's it's too much nostalgia Uh, this is just a new hope all over again so then ryan johnson goes out and makes a movie where he's ballsy to do some things that he did plot wise these characters and everyone's like you're not the star wars i love (laughs) screw you you're not making the movie Kathleen Kennedy didn't tap you on the shoulder to say, hey, why don't you make a movie for me? Why? Because you can't. If you could, go make your fan movie. It's just, it drives me nuts that people get so up in arms about things that they think that they own and they don't. Yeah. And and I think it's really cool. Look, I have issues. You thought this movie was going to be my number one. It's in my 40s. I have issues with this movie. Preach. But, but... I appreciate that at least he went and did something of his own and made it his own and took a risk instead of playing it safe and giving everyone what they were expecting. It, 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 more than anything, this reiterates to me the fact that there's nothing worse than Star Wars fans. I am, I consider myself Star Wars fan number one, but Star Wars fans are the worst. Because yeah. all they do is complain about everything and the horrible, you're ruining my childhood line. Just It's, it's awful. It's awful. Everyone wants it to be the way they want it to be, and I it it, it just drives me nuts. I hate dealing with Star Wars fans. <laughs> are, are they the worst, or is comic book fans the worst? No, I truly think Star Wars fans are the worst. I truly do, I, because as opposed to other fans of of uh, other things, even like uh, you know your your Trekkies or anything like that, there's always an appreciation in there built in. And I truly feel like star Wars fans, they claim they love this franchise and claim they love movies, but spend 99% of their time talking about things that they hate and how things that ruin it for them. 
And there's just there never feels like there's the love and admiration for for it. It's only the negativity. And it, it just it drives me nuts and it's just tiresome to listen to. Yeah. I mean I mean, like I, I like I say, I have issues with The Last Jedi. It's not a favorite of mine, but there are things that I love about it, and I choose to really focus on that. And and like I've said in other places, like I was really disappointed the first time I saw the movie and I went back and I watched it again and it got better and I watched it again and it got even better for me. And I I think some people just don't want that. Some people just, it feels like some Star Wars fans, a lot of the internet that is against this movie are looking for things to hate as opposed to looking for things to enjoy. And that negativity just, it's, it's tiresome and I can't, I just can't deal with it anymore. And so I, yeah, I mean, if if you want to hate it, hate it. Um, but just, you know, yeah, I, I think it's, I think that there's a lot of good to to be found in there. You know, I'm trying to change my tune because look, comic book movies, this is, this is the greatest time to be alive. We will never, ever, ever again, experience this where we have these amazing comic book movies that come out all the time that are made by amazing filmmakers and actors and everything else. This is like the eighties where the horror movies peaked. It was it was amazing, and you know I gave a lot of trash to Avengers too. But you know what? I, I want to rewatch it, give it a shot because I just watched Avengers, you know, or, or or Captain America: Civil War. I'm like, you know what? I was really hard on Avengers too. I think I need to give it an honest rewatch and just quit being a hater and just like, look, I love the stuff that I love, and I just I'm done with the hate. I'm just moving on because these are even the movies that are bad are good. And it's just, this is the perfect time to be alive. We're never, ever going to get movies like these. And people need to quit bitching and moaning and just appreciate what we get. Because 10 years from now, when this is all over and the bubble is burst, and the next time you get a comic book movie is one every three years, you're going to look back and realize how much of a dick you were being. (laughs) Well said. So... That's I'm officially done. That's my New Year's resolution 2018 is to never complain about a comic book movie ever again and just enjoy what I get. So that's what I'm doing. Nice. Nice. I like it. So that's it, sir. Uh, Man, this this was super fun. I'm glad we got together. Thank you for sharing your top 10 list, man. Yeah. Uh, An exclusive Never before done before an STL. So hopefully, hey, this is what's weird is this is the first time I'm revealing my list. Like, I, you know, I got other places I'm gonna do it, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's fun. It was, it, it was, it was fun to, to, like I said when we started, it was fun to hear your list live. Yeah, not have to wait. <laughs> right, I gotta get this out like ASAP before <laughs> you decide to go record somewhere else. So, <laughs> right, yeah. Well, you got a little bit of time. Uh. So, uh, hey, this is the perfect way to start off the new year because I don't think we've ever recorded a first episode of the year was with each mm-hmm. other. So yeah. maybe, maybe it's a good sign for 2018. That, that's what I'm hoping. All uh, right. Uh, I'll take it. So, man, I don't know what to do next, man. We've been talking about Roadhouse, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think after I show the mask, the tabby, I think we need yeah. to get on and all talk about it. Talk about a serious oh, movie, man. We could do we could do back to back Sam Elliott movies then. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, that'd be yeah. sweet, man. So there much possibilities. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I definitely for I, the cool thing is um, the STL Underground Hour hits the 50th episode, so nice. that that'll be the top 20 STL songs of all time. So I 
you know, I've been talking about that for a while, but I haven't done it because I don't want to just throw it together. I've been taking mm -hmm. my time with it. I've been rearranging songs because new ones come up or songs are miraculously deleted from my library. And I'm like, huh, mm -hmm. where did that go? I'm like, oh, now I remember. So that's something I'm looking forward to doing sometime this month or early next month. And then, uh, yeah, it, you know, last year was fun, man. I know you and I didn't get together much, but Tabby and I have kind of... Uh, been been doing our own thing it's it's been going good the commentaries have been getting good response which is always fun yep. and uh i'm you know it's cool having chapter two again i don't record as much as i'd like to or as much as i used to but at least the show's still going you know and um what i'd like to do really is when the cobra kai show comes out if they do it like uh I don't know if they're going to do it all together or what. Yeah, I'm not sure. I If they're going to do like maybe one a week or something, I'd like to record an episode just for that, just to review that episode. Oh, if that sounds like changing channels coming out of mothballs. I, I know, man. If they're, <laughs> if they're going to do it like Netflix, then, then definitely yeah. do one show. You know, either way, you and I have got to do something for that. You know, for do, show. Because that's the real Karate Kid 3 right there, man. And. Uh, I've been watching a lot of nonstop Karate Kid stuff, like doc, like just the behind the scenes stuff. Like I posted yeah. something on the on the group about a Ralph Macchio interview he did. It was really cool, really yeah, good. Yeah, I remember when I remember when Sean reposted that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that was so good, man. So, uh, do you got anything uh, you want to, you know? I guess tell people where to find you because I know uh, you. Uh, I don't know. I want people to find me. So uh, if you, it's been a while since I've been on here, but uh, if you want to see me, uh, see this gorgeous face, man, uh, talking about movies every single week with uh, another friend I have named Mike. I have two friends named Mike. Um, I'm the cooler one, though. <laughs> sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> Um, well, the other Mike, you wouldn't see it on this week's episode. Cause we, we never edit real reviews. Real, uh, real reviews is a show. I, uh, TV show I do talking about movies and we never edit. It's live to tape. We just, we roll with it unless there's a serious issue this week after a hundred uh, it was the 193rd episode of that show. Wow. And three minutes left talking about uh, temple of doom. Mike drops the F bomb in the middle of the show. <gasps> Are you serious? <laughs> it was great. So I we had to edit it out. And But if you watch it now, it kind of fades and comes back. And you can see his face is beet red. And he has nothing to say the rest of the show because he was terrified of what he would, what was going to come out of his mouth. It's pretty funny. Wow. You can see him like literally I have I have the, the you know uncut version of it where he just lets it, he lets it go. And this is a you know this is a show that we put out in different affiliates around the country. We can't have f bombs in it. <laughs> and you see him literally with his hand reach out in the air like he's trying to pull the word back and put it back in his mouth. It was so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yeah, if you want to see uh, if you want to see us talking about movies every week, uh, go find us on Facebook or Twitter. Real Reviews TV. Um, I also host a podcast with uh, our buddy Jason about documentaries that one's called real films uh you find that on itunes and uh we're about to do a new episode this week talking about a movie called hired gun nice um yeah and then i do a radio show with my son uh that's yeah. uh almost impossible for you to find unless you oh, you can find it streaming online it's called it's time for five if you go to I don't know what is it, Sun Prairie Media Center. There's links to it on on my pages. 
Yeah, uh, you'll find it. We talk about different top five things, but uh, yeah, that's that's what I got going on at the moment. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I love doing. It's time for five. We kind of did one yeah. today. That was cool. I finally got to. Uh, I don't. The last time I was on, uh, we did the Halloween one, and you yes. played played a Rob Zombie tune, and uh, of course, I didn't hear it when we were recording. Yeah. Afterwards, I sent you a text and like, eh, that was pretty good. <laughs> you love my choices. You were dogging on them during the episode. You're like, these are these are just stupid. I've never heard of any of these. And they're like, oh, it's pretty good. It's, it's true. Just... I, there was only one bad song. It was the first one, uh, and then the rest were legit. I was like, these are sick, man. I was like, pretty sweet, dude. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I can't remember the names of them now. It was such a while. Yeah, there was the one from Mike Patton that was really creepy. That I remember you sending me a text like, that one was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's pretty sweet. But on the episode, you say, you just go to the B-sides of records and find <laughs> yeah. obscure songs. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, I'll have to have you on again sometime, probably in October. That seems to be a tradition. <laughs> it, it is. It is. Um, I don't know what uh, topic we could do next on another time, but hey. You know, if uh, if you need something, let me know. You know, a couple of months in advance, the way my schedule is going. Uh, what? Speaking of schedules, uh, do are are we gonna be able to do stuff better this time, or are we still busy? I don't know it's, about you with work. So. Yeah, you know, it's it's tight. But the the thing is, uh, my wife went back to school, so she's been going to school at night. Um, and you know, my son, my oldest son, has two jobs. Uh, Paying the bills. I, yeah, so I have to drive him everywhere. He although he just got his temps yesterday. Uh, oh boy, so he'll be getting his license soon, which will make things a little easier. Oh, nice. But uh, yeah, it, it's a little chaotic in the in the evenings. Uh, but uh, I will do my best to try and Sweet. try and work it out. Yeah, it'll be fun, man. Uh, yeah. So I guess we should lock it down. What are we? Are we doing Roadhouse? I mean, we've been talking about forever. Or are we gonna do the double feature, Roadhouse and then Mask? do uh i don't know i don't know dude what do you think let's just, let's just do roadhouse get that one done all right man and then we can do mask next all right it's feeling like a burden at this point man yeah it really is. <laughs> it's an unfulfilled promise yeah, i know right but then again we've been doing this how many years now what four something like that yeah and how many movies that we promised that we haven't delivered <laughs> I don't want to think about it. You know it. how many people are pissed at us right now? They're like, what about that no retreat, no surrender you promised in three years ago? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We like to promise things. I, yeah. You know, it's it's getting bad when I start putting out Facebook posts and nobody responds. Mm. It's like, <laughs> like, hey, I'm going to be recording this, you know, and I get no responses. I'm like, yeah, people are not believing me anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I need to put this is for real. I'm like, so that's why I'm like T minus two hours till we record. Come on, guys. Let's go. It's hey, that's the same thing I was giving, you know, our buddy Jason crap because his other podcast film and focus. Right. Every year around this time of year, the last two years, they've come back and be like, we're back. We're doing it because it's Oscar season. It's wrap up, you know, best and worst list and getting ready for the Oscars. And every year it's the same thing. Like, all right, we're rededicating ourselves. I know we've slacked off, <laughs> but here we are. We're going to get on a new schedule and we're going to start pumping out episodes. It's going to be great. And then last year, I don't even think they recapped the Oscars. If I remember right. <laughs> right. 
stopped. And then then they just post another one like, here we are. We're doing it, guys. We're making Phil and Focus happy. I'm like, yeah, we'll see. It, we'll see how, how that works. I decided to play the game again last year. And again, like five points just miraculously was lost. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I'm like, nothing, <laughs> nothing gets calculated right. I, I went through it six times. I'm like, this is my point. And then he reads off. I'm like, what? I'm like, where's my other five point? I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm like, I'm done. your system's flawed, son. That, you you got to get <laughs> numbers in. are numbers are a tough, tough no. thing for Jason. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, good times. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, yeah, I guess uh, the bird in Roadhouse. We'll do that next. Looking Love forward it. to it. And uh, if you want to write in for that, please do so at stlpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, next episode is probably going to be the 50th episode, Underground Hour episode, which I can't wait. What I really wanted to do is, is like leading up to it, like on number 47, I wanted to do like like 50 songs, but like not all in one episode, like do like oh, tw- 20 here, <laughs> 20 there. And t- so by the time you hit the 50th, the last uh-huh. 10 songs would be like the top 50 songs of STL, but it never worked out that way. So I, I, I screwed up the scheduling. So when I wanted to do that, I realized, oh, I'm on episode 49. I'm like, oh. <laughs> too late to do that. Yeah, too late to do that. So I'm like, I'd say you just do number 50, 50 songs. <laughs> just make that bad boy seven hours long. Can you imagine how long that would be? 50, 50 songs, and then you got to talk in between right. each one. Right, talking about them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. like, you're talking three minutes a song, if that, and three minutes times 50, that's, dude. That's 150 minutes right there, so that's two and a half two and a half hours on its own. Wow. I mean, when I did 20 songs for the year-end episode, it was three, almost 320 last year. Yeah, because you're, you're putting like five minutes between songs at minimum of talking. Yeah. You know? Ooh. Oh yeah. I mean, what's well, what's your record for longest podcast? Uh, four hours and fifth, four hours and thirty seven <laughs> minutes when uh, did the Karate Kid hundredth uh, episode, and I, uh-huh. Jason gave me so much crap for that. He's like, dude, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> why did you not break that up into two episodes and all this? I'm like, dude, excitement, okay, excitement level got to me, and then you know, hindsight twenty twenty, but. Yeah, I have no idea why the hell it was that long, honestly. I I don't know. I remember I remember I was uh, I'd gone through all the beverages I had in the house doing that episode. It was so much fun, though, man. It was a good time. It it was great. Um, <laughs> Four hours and thirty seven minutes. My God. I remember the first the last thirty seven minutes were like highlights of the sh- of the show. Uh-huh. The past hundred episodes, so I know where that came from, and then mm-hmm. I and I know like we were like waiting for them to come on, but we had no mm-hmm. idea when they were calling in, and the interview itself was an hour and ten minutes, which was only supposed to be ten minutes. Yeah. But, but then Zabka was just so amazing that he stayed on that. Guy long. would not stop talking. He just wouldn't shut up. It was great, man. I'm like, dude, I got places to go, Zabka. Right? Let's uh, wrap this up. <laughs> He just wouldn't leave. Oh, so good, man. But it's nope. because I had to hit every scene. So we 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 took a 30-second scene and then elaborated five minutes on it. And that's why it would last for such and such time. But it was pretty I'm cool. I'm just saying Roadhouse is going to be a five-hour episode. Let's just do it. Let's just commit to it right now. See how many people unsubscribe. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Yeah. So, anyways. Hey. Give the show a rating on iTunes, by the way. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't had one of those in a couple years. 
It's all good. Yeah, come on, jerks. I know there's some new listeners out there. Put put a rating out there on iTunes for us. We'll, we'll review. Yeah, you know what? And give me some new ideas. You know, I, I like I like trying to change the show up and stuff. You know, if if you want something new added to the show, I mean, we try to change it up. You know, of course, what movie am I is always fun, but definitely not doing this episode. What but... about if What about if the the it says just less Mike? Less. Are you okay with that? Less Mike. Huh. Just. Well... <laughs> <laughs> Here's the change I want: less Mike, more Tabby. <laughs> that would be sweet, man. When that girl gets going, man, oh, she's super savage, man. That's good. Oh, I had a lot. We had a lot of fun in October. Cult of Chucky was super fun because we kept arguing about. Did you listen to that episode? Of course I did. Yeah, it was great arguing of which one was better. And then she would constantly change. I'm like, you just told me that you love this better. <laughs> why are you putting it so low on the list? I'm like, why do you keep changing your mind? I'm like, if you like it, you like it. Don't don't listen to me and have me change your mind. I'm like, yeah, that was that was super fun. I dug that. Um Man, that, that was so good times. As far as like what we've been watching recently, which was really cool, was, um, you know, I didn't think I could get her to watch Iron Eagle. So like the first nine minutes, she wasn't really. I said, OK, Tabby, I said, you ever watch a movie that you don't like the concept, but you like the actor? She said, yeah. I said, I got two movies for you like that, that I like the actor, but I didn't like the concept of the movie, but I love it now. And I was I was presenting to her crossroads with Ralph Macchio because you know I'm not a big blues guy but it's a badass mm-hmm. movie then Iron Eagle she loved Iron Eagle by the end of it she's like I thought this movie was gonna be super stupid but it was pretty awesome so that was fun uh doing that and then Legend of Billy Jean that seems to be one that uh you know seems to be we gotta watch all the time so yeah that's a great movie yep love it well I think that'll wrap it up guys we've been here long enough so uh Thank you guys again for checking out the show. I hope you enjoyed our picks. I hope you enjoyed the music. And uh, I have no idea when we'll be back, but I'm hoping to be back in a couple of weeks. So, sure. So thank you, sir, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. It was a blast. Thank it, you. It, it was super fun. So you guys uh, have a good one. Take care. Masunasa.
is a voice that's calling out Telling me to live my life and make it count Yeah, I'm the one Don't you know that I'm the one that you've been waiting for Take you higher than Messiah you've been praying for Can you hold on a second? I got fun to yep. call me. All right. Hello. Hey, what's up? Huh? Hey, girl. What you doing? Yeah, I'm at home. I'm talking with Jameson. What's up? I'm recording with Jameson. No, sorry. What's up? All by myself. Don't want to be all by myself anymore. Oh, by myself, don't want to be all by myself. Where's Mike? Oh, dang it. Dang it. Dang it. All right, sorry. She uh, she called me to get some. Uh, you probably were talking a bunch of smack too while I was. No, gone. not me. I don't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, she needed me to bring her some stuff at work. I'm like, I'm recording right now, so you're gonna have to wait. So, so stuff it, lady. So stuff it. So awesome. All right. <laughs>